Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, a Quest Gaming Network production available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and our Twitch channel, and of course, QuestGamingNetwork.com, our wonderful and illustrious website. Today's record date is Middos, the 23rd of last season. I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler and... The guy who had to take a shower after Rob and Mike said bad words. Evarwin. <laughs> yeah, well, that's hey. that's because uh, Liz admitted that she had had been texting us in a group text, uh, and and following an, an indecipherable uh, sequence of of uh, numbers, letters, and and special characters. She wasn't giving us her her uh, email password. Her. Uh, Anatomy had been texting us, and I'll, I'll leave that to your imagination as to which part that was. So, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> ah, there she is, the wonderful lady of Tamriel. Now has a Tardis dress and has been unable to contain her joy ever since. The one, the only Queen of the Umalad, and our our uh, our most important woman in the entire universe, Liz, Mistress Lebeau. Okay, now you just that that, that last part. Well, it was a Donna Noble reference. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, Liz turned oh, left though, so she doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good. That was good. That was good, right? Like our little yeah. Donna Noble reference there. How you doing, yeah. Liz? I am so um, out of the loop. I'm. I know, and um, currently I'm actually I got a request to do something for our steampunk festival that's happening next weekend, and so now I'm having to look up Doctor Who pictures while I'm doing this. Unfortunately, I'm oh, sorry. Cool. <laughs> it's a poster that has to be done tonight. But I'm here. Like, I can do both. <laughs> totally, totally glad that you're here, and thank you for showing up anyway. And it, will, it will not interfere, I swear to God. Okay. I, I, I just had to warn you. Definitely. Just I definitely believe you that. It, it will. I, I, I get it. It's, yeah, sometimes you just got to coordinate, you know? <laughs> just got to do oh, two yeah. things at once. Uh, hey, Valen's in our chat room. What's going on, Valen? How you doing? Um, up? Oh, of course. Shut up, Valen. The, oh! <laughs> uh, this gentleman, he's not dead. Courtesy of Madame Marco, the one and only Rob Rage Philosophy. Hey, glad to be back. If I can get my uh, co my, my coherent words out, everything. Shut up, Valen. <laughs> oh! <laughs> he's trolling uh, you in the chat room. Yep, I I, I troll this guy twenty four seven. Twitter, Twitch, Teamspeak. ESO doesn't matter. I'm trolling him, uh, but it, it is good to be back. I do not have the uh, the thrills of light um, in, in every direction that I'm looking now, so uh, it feels wonderful. Mm. So, so you died? 
And I, I, I thought I did anyway. Oh. You know how much I missed you, man? God. <laughs> how much did you miss me? Ah. So much you can't bring it to words. <laughs> 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 well, I, I can fix that for you. Gambit sucks. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> sure she'll find some words for that now. <laughs> that would be cool, man. Got some front-loaded words ready to fire off right now. Yeah. This gentleman is not a lover of orcs. But he can read you the tea leaves. The one and only Mike, the Tamrielic historian and the painter of our beautiful continent. Yes. You know, Liz, when you said you had another project, I thought it was the project that your mom sent for you to do. A.K.A. scope out all the men that are attending this uh, this conference or this whatever thing you're Steve doing here and pick thingy. out a couple. Yeah, and, and, you know, when she... she... She actually bought me the dress, and then she was like, could it be shorter? I want you to show your legs off. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> this is like, well, it's the wow. one time a year where, like, nerds converge onto my town. And so she's like, she's like, could you show a little bit more there? Okay. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Wow. It's pretty sad. <laughs> it's hilarious. Your mom is trying to pimp you. <laughs> Does your mom have a purple uh, uh, pantsuit and uh, purple hat? You know what? She might. <laughs> oh, you know, I think it's with the red hat, though, because, you know, the red hat club for the older ladies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Who's got the brain bleach? <laughs> Anyone got that? Nope, none for you. None for me, huh? Well, I wish those neuralizers were real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pointed at myself. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um... We'd really like to, in, in light of all of this discussion, really like to thank our supporters today. <laughs> you are getting a special show indeed. <laughs> um, such as our wonderful Patreon supporters over at uh, patreon.com slash questgamingnetwork. Thank you very much our, to our Patreon supporters, um, as well as our iTunes five-star reviewers, especially from the United States, Mike Talcott. And Rich, 7187. Tonight, we have got a great show lined up for you, my friends. We are talking about the brand new DLC that came out, Horns of the Reach. Yes, sir, yes, sir. In Elder Scrolls Online, Horns of the Reach. Pretty amazing stuff. And is Skyrim VR for you? That's right, folks. We are going to be uh, taking a look at uh, at some, some uh, uh, bullet points that we've got written up for you that that um whether you're on one side of the fence or the other i i guarantee you you're gonna be you're gonna be looking at this i uh this uh, skyrim vr and 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 wondering you know where you should go with with this so so we want to uh we want to throw these uh these things out to you uh this way you can make a a uh, far more informed uh buying decision in the future um also we've got uh new gameplay challenge some lore, laughs, of course, and your emails and more. Uh, but first, before we get into anything that, like that, uh, Mike, we've got a few quick things we quickly would like to mention. Yes, there is a crown sale. Pack up the kids, ship them off, because you're going to be buying crowns. 40% off crown packs until 8.28 at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. This includes all platforms. Morrowind is now 30% off as well until 8.28. So, tell the wife... To go somewhere while you spend all the money. Okay. Sweetie, can I get crowns? 
Did you kick his chair? She hits you would not believe the glare I'm getting right now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're on sale. But they're on sale. You'll get nothing and like it, Rob. <laughs> okay. Oh. There is an ESO and TES Legends meetup at PAX West on Sunday, 9, 3, 7 p.m. Pacific time at the Pikes Brewing Co. in Seattle, Washington. Tickets are not required. Free Tamrielic-themed food and drinks, giveaway, prizes, and swag. You must RSVP by 827, though, so check theelderscrollsonline.com for details. QGNCon tickets are now available. Go to our uh, website, questgamingnetwork.com, and pick up your ticket. It is Wednesday, the 4th of October at the Baseball Center in Manhattan. And don't forget while you're there to check out the QGN shop. Uh, to look at for all the apparel for your favorite podcasts and uh, streams. And back to you. Okay. Well, thanks so much for that, Ollie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to just uh, quick remind you folks that one of our sponsors today is Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network uh, for some fantastic uh, books in audio format, might I add, uh, they've got hundreds of thousands of books, and one of those books can be yours for free if you go to our link, audibletrial.com slash network. Many different types of subjects, genres, and also types of recording formats, too. Um, they've got books where it's just, you know, narrated by uh, some some dusty old dude uh, who can who could barely see the pages, and, you know, uh, they've got uh, full-on uh, audio dramas as well. Uh, one of the things that I always like to recommend um, are the uh, Star Wars The Old Republic books and, uh, of course, some of the uh, uh, Doctor Who books as well. Because a lot of the, especially the Doctor Who books, um, a lot of them are are narrated by the actor who played the Doctor. Oh. So, and some by Donna. Yeah, you've got that too. Um, yeah, Ten and Donna are the new ones that have come out. Oh. Yep. Oh, and crap. Now I need these. I think a lot of the uh, big Finnish radio dramas are making their way to Audible as well. So if you're a Doctor Who fan, Audible is a great place to go. And you can get one of these amazing, uh, many hours long audio dramas for free at audibletrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. So we want to thank them and for you for for uh, patronizing our sponsors. Um Speaking of patronizing, something that you folks do with me every single week, and I love you for it. Uh, <laughs> let's... <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, let's... <laughs> that was patronizing. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Uh, um, let's jump into Horns of the Reach. Uh, this, I, I can't, I can't say enough great things about about Horns of the Reach. I'm sure there's there's things to uh, to to be critical about, um, but. You know, maybe my host will be happy to explain them to me. Um, however, I, I haven't I haven't seen anything worth getting critical over about Horns of the Reach, the new DLC for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, Monday, August fourteenth, Horns of the Reach comes has come to PC and Mac servers in Elder Scrolls Online, bringing with it two new dungeons: Bloodroot Forge and Falkreath Hold Plus. All the trophies, achievements, item sets, monster masks associated with them, and some achievements will earn you brand new dyes, costumes, and the Dreadhorn Shaman skin. It's definitely an awesome DLC, guys. 
Um, it's included with your ESO Plus subscription. However, if you don't have an ESO Plus subscription, you can, uh, for 1,500 crowns, you can buy the DLC in-game. Uh, by the way, we mentioned there's a sale on crowns right now. Uh, if you buy the 1,500 crown pack, which is 40% off right now, you're actually going to be spending $11.24. That's uh, US. Wait, say that again. How much? For how much? $11.24 for 1,500 crowns. You can then turn right around and go into the store, in the crown store, and drop those 1,500 crowns on this DLC right now until November, um, until the, uh, the 28th of this month. So five more days, folks. Uh, comes with both normal and veteran versions of these dungeons and the hilarious new emote slash bullhorns. <laughs> right. no! That's probably really? people's. Yeah, I won't do that. Yeah. Have you not seen the bullhorns yet? No. <laughs> it's hilarious. I have not. I, I tried to show you last night when you were following me around, but I think you ran off. I, I probably did. That was ambient Liz following you around, not real Liz. Yeah, that was, that was Liz that wanted to get back to Legends, and I just wanted to um, have my mount, you know, do my daily mount thing. <laughs> um, I've played the dungeons. I know Mike and, uh, and Rob has, has played the dungeons as well. Uh, let's lead off with Rob. We haven't heard a whole heck of a lot from you uh, just yet. We've got some of the information right in front of you here. Uh, what do you think about... The DLC as a whole, and then let's talk a little bit about you know Bloodroot Forge, and then and then Falkreath Hold, you know, separately. So so uh, Rob, what what's some of your opinions on the DLC so far? Uh, I mean, the DLC I think is a really good deal. Um, it is not too incredibly expensive uh, for what you get uh, because I mean, l let's face it, it's it's simply two dungeons and the content yeah. that is mainly tied to that um, and uh, a little bit of uh, of, of battlegrounds. Uh, you know, that, that's you know, there's not a whole lot that comes with it, but the content that you do get is a lot of fun. Uh, both of these dungeons, uh, Bloodroot and Falkreath, are a a nice pardon a phrase breath of fresh air. Um, you know, as opposed to the last dungeons we got with Thrones of Mazatune and uh, Cradle of Shadows. Uh, those are, you know, starting to feel a little stale to a lot of players, I'm sure. So this is a uh, a welcome addition uh, to the uh, the pledge lineup, uh, and and both dungeons just look amazing, uh, especially Falkreath. I, I could spend all day in there. Oh yeah, one of the things that um, um, I've been saying. I, you know, I've been I've been you know streaming a couple of times this this week, and uh, Zephan and I recorded late late night Elder Scrolls uh, last night, and he and I uh, we did both dungeons back to back. We did the normal versions, and one of the things that we were saying about it was it we liked the fact that it was just it's short, much shorter than than I think we were expecting when it came to the last dungeon pack that they came out with. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that that long dungeons means I felt like I got my money's worth. You know, as long as I go into a dungeon and I'm having fun and I clear the content and clearing the content meant, you know, I had a couple of uh, moments there when I really needed to sort of figure out what was going on. I was joking around with my friends, having a good time. I had a great chance to, you know, get good experience. I'm getting champion points as as a result. 
you know, um, I'm looking at some of the new item sets and, and thinking, you know, should I be putting this on? Should I be considering this for a different character? If I'm doing that in a dungeon, I think I'm getting my money's worth, especially when, you know, like we we're saying, it's 1,500 crowns. And, and I know there's a collector's bundle. We'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really think that, like you said, Rob, this was a breath of fresh air. And I think for a lot of reasons. Um, Mike, what say you? Once they unmute. I think that, you know, this is actually a really good model for them to, to look at. That it's not too expensive. And yes, it does come with your ESO Plus subscription. But importantly is that this collector's bundle, you're actually getting value. You're getting both a pet and a mount and both dungeons and the scrolls for the cost of if you had just bought uh, the scrolls and the mount alone. So that that's a big part right there that you know goes into making these decisions. Do I you know just hold it in my ESO Plus subscription, or do I actually purchase the expansion? And I think that you know, marketing wise, they did a really good job with this one uh, of getting you know a reason why you might want to actually purchase it straight out. Yeah, um, and I, and uh, even though I am an ESO Plus member, when I was looking at the collector's bundle, I was I was thinking to myself like. Do I really want to drop that to get the the extra stuff out of here too? Because I mean, the value on this is it's it's pretty kick ass. Um, I mean, the collector, like like I said, the the dungeons the dungeon pack itself, okay, fifteen hundred crowns right now, eleven dollars twenty four cents U.S. currency until the twenty eighth. I mean, eleven dollars for this DLC is pretty damn good. Um, now going over to the collector's bundle, collector's bundle is 3,500 crowns. You're getting the dungeon pack itself, which is $1,500, uh, 1,500 crowns worth rather. Um, you're getting the Karth Wolf charger mount, which is 2,200 crowns. The Karth Wolf shepherd pet, which is a thousand crowns and five crown experience scrolls each one of those is worth 300 crowns each and this is being sold as a bundle together for just 3500 crowns i mean that's that's pretty damn good um it it really like i don't know it, it's I, I i thought i was i was kind of floored by the the whole uh the the amount of value that they're giving you for the collector's bundle yeah I mean, you know, just the cost of the the pets alone, if you were to buy them separately, or the mountain pet alone, more than deals with what you're going to pay for this bundle. Right. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, and then you add to the fact that, you know, we just had a crown sale going on for 40% off. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, when people say, oh, you know, how much does this actually cost? You You have to factor things like that in, that you're not paying... You know, a dollar equals 100 crowns anymore. You're paying these, you know, these bundle prices um, when they go on sale. Yeah. All added together, uh, the, 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 the dungeon pack itself, the Karth Wolf Charger Mount, the Karth Wolf Shepherd Mount, and the five experience scrolls, if you were to buy them one, you know, one at a time, times five. All right. All of that added together is 6,200 crowns. And they're selling it to you for thirty five hundred. Pretty pretty yep. amazing deal. <laughs> I mean, 
That's that's pretty amazing. It would still be a good if it were if it were if that bundle were five thousand crowns, it'd still be a good deal. So yeah. Um. All right. We played the dungeons. Um. We'll, and and this this did come with a um a base game patch update fifteen. Um. But I I'd, I'd sort of rather just kind of get into the, some of the cool like dungeon talk about those because. Oh yeah, I mean you know I mean a lot lot of the base game stuff is just typical changes that that you're going to see with you know any type of big patch like this. You know, they they change values uh, specifically of a lot of uh, gear sets, uh, mundus stones, uh, weapon traits, armor traits, things like that. But you know I mean if you want to read that stuff, there's patch notes. Go go check it out. There's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, we've got some highlights on here. Uh, we'll get into that in a little while, but um, it's fun to talk about dungeon stuff. Um, I had a lot of fun with these. I did the normal version. I haven't done the vet version. Did, did anyone of you guys did the uh, vet version of these dungeons? I Everybody's not... too scared. I keep saying, let's do the vet version. <laughs> They're like, no, I don't want to. Well, I think after watching the devs do it on ESO Live and watching them wipe a couple times, um, that you know, that, that, that's probably got uh, got our, our, our guild kind of like, oh, okay, let's, uh, let's try to ramp up a little bit more before we try that. Yeah, and there's a uh, lot of new mechanics, so that's a big part yeah. of it right there. Like, there's the one really cool mechanic with the minotaurs. That one type of minotaur produces this little lava um, volcano, mm-hmm. and the tank has to jump in it mm-hmm. to stop the lava from killing the rest of the party. So it's little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you, as a tank, how much I adore tanking those minotaurs? Legitimately, I I love I love tanking those minotaurs. Like this is, that's the kind of fight you want to get into when you're a tank. You want to, you want to have like a one v one on this dude. Um, hold his aggro and just just like freaking come at me, bro. You know, I mean, he's charging at you. He does a ground pound. He does an AOE. He does a he does a cone effect. And these are all of them. There's there's a lot of different like minotaurs in both dungeons. And a couple of them are are actually like kick-ass bosses, and um, they they do share like a lot of the same things. So so when you're when you're fighting some of these these uh, trash minotaurs too, a lot of them do the AOE, the cone effect fire spell, the ground pound where you know you've got the tiny like like I said, tiny little volcano pops up, and I never sh- shoved my feet in that damn thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in that you have to. So it's it's nice to you know to work it on normal to get the mechanics figured out because when nor- when vet comes around, you know if you mess up, you know it's a party wipe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about that. I gotta I gotta keep that in mind when I, I uh, start tiptoeing into <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I love tanking those minotaurs. They're amazing. What a great addition. What a great addition to to the dungeons. Um, nastier than the ones that that you see uh, was that on the Gold Coast. Nastier than those guys. Yeah, but yeah. they don't throw mud crabs, so no, they don't. But yeah. I, I guess the lack of fresh air. You know, I think the ones on the Gold Coast, like just probably just generally happier because they got all that fresh air. You know, these these minotaurs have been, especially the one in Bloodroot Fours, is stuck underground forever. You know. <laughs> then you have the minotaurs from Falkreath. Um, and, and a common thing that I have seen pop up in not just our guild chat, but other guild chats as well, is just a random statement that says, and I quote, Jesus, these minotaurs in Falkreath hit really blanking hard. 
Yeah. And they, they've got this uh, this heavy attack windup that's pretty much the same thing as like a wrecking blow or uh, you know or, or a you know uppercut. And if you're not blocking it, it it'll kill you even on even on normal. <laughs> yeah, they cut caught me off guard. You've got it. Yeah, you absolutely as a tank, you absolutely have to spin those guys around away from your party. Otherwise, they're going to get. Your healer's going to hate your face. <laughs> like it's just your healer is not going to like you if you don't do that. So, um, yeah, without a doubt. So face him at the healer is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> Fastest way to party wipe. Oh, Mike. Um, bad Mike. <laughs> yeah, Liz is a healer. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So so Rob, tell us a little bit about. Either your your experience with Bloodroot Forge or your experience with um, uh, Fulgrith Hold. Uh, I think I'll start off with uh, with Bloodroot because uh, that's the one that we ran first. Um, I think just instinctively, like I wanted to see Bloodroot first, but I guess story wise, uh, you're supposed to play Bloodroot before Falkreath. Um And I went in, wasn't really sure what to expect from it, because uh, I didn't jump on the PTS. I did not watch any of the preliminary streams. I wanted to see this for the first time myself. And on Monday, when this uh, when this thing came out, Mike and I and Ray and I think Goat uh, jumped in like, okay, we're going to try this thing out. And we get through the first couple bosses were all right. Uh, some you know some funky mechanics and you, you know just learning it as we go, but when we got into the Bloodroot Forge, uh, one of the first things that I noticed is that lava looks a little weird. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's normal lava, and sh- sure enough, we're doing the, uh, the the Mario thing, jumping over the uh, uh, you know uh, over the stones to get from one place to another. And <laughs> I think at least at least uh, everybody fell in once, and that lava will kill you. Oh yeah! Oh, come on, some of us went in purposefully. <laughs> it will kill you. <laughs> That's that, that is definitely not your uh, not your blessed crucible lava. No, That's... this is this is not the kind of stuff you want to you know dip your toes in and heal through. You know, <laughs> this ain't your grandpa's lava. I'm picturing the old Mario when you used to, if you jumped into the lava and he would hit his butt and then yep. fly into the air like Damn it, Luigi, I can never get never get used to your goddamn jumping. <laughs> but one thing, well, one thing I can definitely say about both of these dungeons is that it is it is very easy to get lost if you are not using a mini map. Oh yeah, I can't tell you how many times it got turned around in both of them. Yeah, Falkreath uh, especially, um, because I mean you, you know we've all been in Falkreath in Skyrim, but in ESO it looks. For the most part, the same, but there are some additional buildings and some some different alleyways to go down, and there's a lot of roadblocks that obviously lead you through. So it's you know you're supposed to have some sort of linear progression through the dungeon, but if you get turned around, <laughs> you're like, okay, well, 
this can't be the way because there's no enemies. So if you open your map, it does kind of show you a little bit of a, a path through the dungeon. You know, unlike uh, you know Bloodroot, which you know clearly has a defined layout. <laughs> if you make map... a wrong turn in Bloodroot, you end up in the lava. Yeah, yeah, you end up in the lava. But uh, in with, Falkreath, uh... if you make a wrong turn, you find a chest or a heavy sack. Yeah, that that is true. Um, Especially the like, beginning you know, part in the, the town. But, but the map, uh, the, the map of Falkreath, it doesn't look like a dungeon at all. It looks like a map of a city. Yeah, and you're like yeah. Where where do I go? <laughs> and I, I love it for that. I can we just say how gorgeous these dungeons are too? Like while we're on the on that, for, um, well, just the the start of Falkreath, we had to stop. It was a twenty minute like before we fought the first bad guy because we yeah. had to, to look around because you see South Streak Streakwind Bastion to the to the the north of the city, and it's got you know the large monoliths with the dragon type carving heads on them. And you're looking at it going, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am in Skyrim for the first time because, I'm sorry, the um, East March and the Rift, I think, were too different in the, yeah. their, their uh, artistic style and layout to give you that same feel. And this really does amazing. You know, the Pine Forest of Falkreath, the, the, the Nordic type of architecture that you see in the distance, the mountains... And you're like, oh my God, is that the throat of the world up over there? What mountain is that? Yeah, you know, it's just it's that kind of feel. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I really feel like when they made uh, the uh, Elbenhardt's place, they were just like, okay, well, this is the place where the Argonians are. Uh, we got to make something that's appealing to players because nobody's going to want to play the Argonians. <laughs> I really do think that that's Luna's going to hunt you down and kill you in game. Now you know that. Like I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> You know, Liz says these things, and we know she's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was uh, I was running around in in some of those. Uh, Liz, this is to your point. Um, I was running around in in one of those um, Argonian swamp holes uh, about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and um, Louisiana, really. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got to thinking to myself, like, man, I feel like I'm sort of sauntering through some Mississippi mud around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the kind of thing where you put your foot in it and you're just not going to see your foot ever again. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> like, you know, you, like, you got to call the, uh, the the fire department to have, uh, you know, Bob come over and rip your goddamn leg out of the mud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bob. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, man. You know, if you look at the lore, which, you know, we, we have doing classic Elder Scrolls, um, you come to find out that these Argonian areas should be so densely packed with with trees and, and, and marsh that it shouldn't be as as open as, as it is. And I, it was just a passing thought that I that I had. So um, I wanted to, you know make make a point about it since you were you were talking about it liz but um yeah let's uh i want to i want to jump back over to um i think it was rob right you were you were saying that uh you know the the outside of these dungeons Falkreath hold especially doesn't look like a dungeon it's, it looks like a, an open city and then mike was kind of spinning off that too and, and, and they're gorgeous they're absolutely gorgeous i think Falkreath hold is like aesthetically like my my favorite of these of these two they're they're absolutely beautiful very well yes. done. Yep. And there's a lot of action going on with them, just with the uh, uh, the 
you want to call them like catapult uh, rounds or the or, or the ballisti uh, variants, just like firebombs that yeah. are coming down everywhere. Yeah. Um, and and they can hit you and knock you down. They don't do a whole lot of damage, but but they they can knock you down and uh, uh, inconvenient you for a few seconds. The mechanics. Uh, that first boss that you fight, you have to get in her seed shield. Uh, you know, because uh, the town has decided to use their their uh, ballista and catapults to attack her, and they don't care that you're there, and they're going to take you out if you're there, if you're not there. So she puts up a seed shield, and you have to get under it, otherwise you're going to die from uh, friendly fire. Yep. Yeah. The uh, the mechanics in these boss fights are are a lot of fun too. Um, my favorite fight in Bloodroot Forge is um, not the not the final one. That's kind of a pain in the ass for for me. I'm not really into that one so much. It's um, I think it's like the like the middle boss, the giant minotaur um, on yeah. that that island in in the lake of lava. Yes. One of the things what sold me on that fight was the giant AOE that he winds up and, and does, and you've got to run off the island and jump onto one of the tiny little islands in the lake of lava there. I, I love that. I, I don't know what it is about it. I, I think it's like the the rush and the desperation of like, holy shit, get off the island before it just all goes to hell and oh you know, and like he ground pounds and then like you hear it behind you as you're jumping and you land and you're like, Oh, whew, that was close, right? Like, I love that. It's so cool. Interestingly, when he does that, if he's not centered, the blast is still centered. Yes. So we found out the hard way, because I'm like, oh, I'll move him to this side. People won't have to jump off the island. Yeah, not going to work. Yeah. No. It's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't actually notice that. Yeah, that AoE is always going to be at the center. And we learned the hard way that um, you have to jump to the stones, but as soon as the AoE is done, you have to jump back onto the main <laughs> island because the little stones disappear. They do. Yep. Yeah. My um, my favorite boss fight in Falkreath Hold is the final boss. Yes. And an- another Minotaur, by the way. Um, that thing... There's a moment when you have to... It's it's in this like tiny... If you haven't been there, it's like in this tiny... Um, almost like a, like a, like a hut, almost. Um, b- big enough, certainly, for, for you and, and everyone else, but only just big enough. And, and it's kind of held up by these, these wooden pillars. And, and there is a moment where you have to... Um, in order to escape the, the um, range-damaging attacks that, that, that the boss is doing, you've got to hide behind these pillars, and then you know, you're, you're sort of safe. But then you've got to come back out from that area. I like that because it gives me the same sort of like, you know, holy shit, let's get out of here before it all goes to hell kind of, you know, rush and uh, rush out of here kind of, you know, frantic moment. I, I, I like that from the, the other boss fight I talked about. But the other thing, too, was I'm claustrophobic and my anxiety went up in that space, in that that fight space, because it, it's tiny. It is a tiny fight, or at least you feel like it's a tiny fighting space. And I felt I felt a little claustrophobic in there, and you know I know it's a, it's it's just a video game, and and so even though my anxiety like did go up a little bit, it wasn't so much to the point where like I wasn't enjoying myself at all. Like I actually loved the fact that I felt uncomfortable. I think it's probably the best word. I felt uncomfortable because of my uh, my my claustrophobia, 
in that space, fighting in that space. And it just heightened the whole thing for me too. So, so that was, that was definitely something I, I took away, um, from that, that experience. And it added to, it added to my, my enjoyment of, of, uh, of fighting the boss. And then when, when I, when, you know, me and the group I was with, we finally downed him. It, it certainly added to that, that relief of, and reward of, ah, we got him. Yes. All right. Okay. It felt great. Um, Mike, uh, some, some of the boss fights that you liked or, or some of the stuff that you liked from, from these dungeons. Um, I do like the mammoth. I think it's a really cool mammoth <laughs> in the Falkreath hold. Um, the, uh, as we call it, Lou Gehrig uh, fight. <laughs> the Lou Gehrig fight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the second to last boss. It's the trio of bosses, uh, in the Bloodroot Forge. Yeah. Uh, there's a Minotaur, there is a healer, and uh, a Dragon Knight who we refer to as Lou Gehrig. I don't even know his real name, but it's like Gehrig something. Yeah, his, his first name is Gehrig. I, I can't remember his last name because as soon as I saw Gehrig, I, I, the first thing I thought of was oh, Lou God. Gehrig. So, so we refer to him <laughs> as Lou Gehrig. And then, then there's the bosses. Uh, it's one of the middle bosses in Falkreath where you have the three... Uh, the three Nords, you have the uh, the two-handed wielder, you have the bow user, and you have the mage. I can't even remember what, what the two-hander and the bow uh, uh, the, the bow enemies are. The mage, his name is like like Makvado or something, so we call him Macchiato. Macchiato? Because, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so we call him uh, Macchiato or Mochaccino or whatever comes to our, our mind. Um, yeah, Sauce must, uh, you know, should contact us for like, okay, will this boss get picked on if we name it this? Because yes, it will. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it will. It will. There's nothing that they can name a character and we're not going to find some way to pick on it. Who oh my god, you're the bullies from high school. Yeah, we are. Aww. That's sad. That's what it's called, Mocha Latte. Who, who had a cat here? <laughs> Did anyone have a cat here named, named Mochiato or something like that? Or Mochaccino? Uh, I, I haven't, no. There's no. too many syllables. Um, Dave had one named Chairman Meow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I like the fact that his, his his title was built into his name. Just yeah, like, yeah. like your cat, Captain, Captain Nibbles. Nibbles. Yeah. I, I seriously, you know, you have to have a title for your cat. Dogs, yeah, cats need a title. Well, Brago does not need a title because... If, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you name, you know his name is Kingly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just got a high five from, from Brago on that one. <laughs> good, bro. That was good. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want to spend too much longer um, on this. I, I think um, if, if we do it, you know, it might get a little, a little ridiculous, but. Um, oh yeah. Um, I just want to sort of end it off. What's that? The house. We got to talk about the house. Do we? Let's talk about the house. What do you got? Yeah. Yes. So if you complete both dungeons on vet mode, you're able to buy the house with gold. Oh, you have to do that. Oh. Yes. The cost of the house in gold is 3.8 million gold. Yep. The cost of the house with crowns unfurnished is 13k. Furnished is 15k. Even with crowns, we're talking $70 for the unfurnished version of the house. So, everybody start save, pinching your pennies. And uh, right now, the hot seller is the new motifs that dropped with this. Yep. 
out of Vardenfeld. So if you have Vardenfeld, go steal your heart out. Because uh, the Talvani, the Redoran, and the Lalu uh, motif pages are uh, in high demand and going for big money. And that's the only way you're going to be able to afford this house, I think. High demand, short supply. Yeah. Have Speaking of, of Vardenfell, um, have you guys finished up the the quest in uh, in Morrowind? Yes. So, no? Me either. No. Now, on top of that, if you have a main character, make sure that that main character has completed Deshaun, Eastmarch, the Gold Coast, and I think I'm missing one. You but probably want to do... You probably want to do Orsinium, too, because there's a lot of tie-in with the Gold Coast and Orsinium. Yep. But what you're looking at is you're looking to complete all of the um, material with Nariu because she has a huge questline. And then after that questline's done, you find her throughout Vardenfeld, and she has different uh, things that she tells the hero. Nice. And it's really cool. Okay. Um, all right. How's the uh, how's the house? You have the house. Did you did you get the house, or you you've been through it? Did you look at it? We looked I at it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a tower, a crypt, uh, main hall, a balcony, and it overlooks Falkreath when it's not at war. Yeah, it's it, it's a cool house. I mean, like I've seen a lot of the houses uh, that they've released so far. I. I, I'm not impressed, you know, with, with a lot of the houses and locations. I think there's like maybe one or two that I thought, okay, I'm, I'd like to get that. Like Forsaken Stronghold's one that I'd like to pick up. Yeah. But, but I saw the Hawkbuilds High Hall uh, after we finished these for the first time to go check them out, and immediately, I was like, this will be mine. Oh yes, oh, yes. this will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'd really like to pick it up sooner rather than later. Sweetie, can I get crowns? <laughs> You're just gonna okay, hear something. That death again. You're just gonna hear something bounce off poor Rob's head. Yeah. If asked me. yeah, poor Rob, my butt. He, we thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be like a, be like now a... he will be. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's jump into since we're talking about uh, Hawkfield's High Hall. Uh, let's jump into some of the uh, update 15 base game patch stuff because even though like. Even maybe if you're not, even if you're not an ESO Plus member, or if you haven't purchased um, Horns of the Reach, uh, there there was update 15, a base game patch that came to to PC and Mac. Oh, and and by the way, PlayStation 4 and Xbox guys, I've I've seen some criticism on Twitter thrown at at Zoss, and you know, criticize what what needs to be criticized. That's fine, of course, you know. But one thing I, I don't think that they should be criticized on is, is the fact that they released this stuff to PC and Mac first versus consoles because it's not their fault. They released this content and it, the DLC goes to Microsoft and it goes to Sony and has to go through a, a weeks long of a approvement process before they... They've always said they will not hold it from PC and Mac users during that approval process. Yeah. That was their yep. big thing when uh, it went for, you know, to, um, to Microsoft and PC, or uh, PlayStation. They said that they will not, uh, you know, hold it for PC users until the everybody else could. So it's not going to ever be a 
simultaneous release. Right. So, I mean, look, there's a lot to criticize. You know, the game on, of course, it's not a perfect game, um, obviously. However, this this one thing, I mean, you know, and I don't think a lot of people are aware of this. So, you know, I, I want to, you know, throw it out there. It's just a, a general piece of info. Um, you know, look, it's, it's it is what it is. You know, Sony and, and uh, Microsoft, they've they've they get this in they get this stuff and they've got to go through their own process and it's going to take a little while so you know unfortunately um that is the case so um anyway uh update 15 did come with this and some of the things that we want to throw out there is um if you do have marwind you did also receive an update to battlegrounds a new map the arcane university also a new game mode for battlegrounds came out as well chaos ball which is a game mode where you capture and protect a ball in order to earn team points. Uh, we also received things such as improvement to guild functionality, including guild invite history and a new view guild bank gold rank permission. So you can assign which ranks in your guild are able to view how much guild, how much gold the guild has in the, in the bank. Um, we received improvements to crafting functionality, including research canceling and more. So if you hit that cancel, if you hit the, uh, the research button, you're Ooh. like, crap, not that one. You can cancel it now. Nice. You don't get the thing back though. That's the only thing. Yep. So, right. But at least, at least you can stop it. Step in the right Get direction. your Nern honed first. Uh, customizable combat cues from the settings menu. Basically kind of helps with folks who are kind of like red green colorblind and, and whatnot you should go through those uh settings folks if, if you think that might apply to you customizable combat cues um improvements to itemization including guild store furniture previews updates to the master writ merchants inventory new furnishings and new home which we were talking about hawkville's high hall uh this one kind of flew under the radar champion point increase from 630 to 660 and brand new crafting motifs, Lalu, Redoron, and Telvani. That's for the uh, Marwind folk out there. Those of you who have ESO Marwind, get those new crafting motifs. Um, Liz, do uh, do you want to uh, speak on any of those points that we just talked about for update fifteen? I, I well, I'm really excited. Like I said last time about the the color. Um, the customizable color thing, um, that is a big deal to me. Uh, I'm not colorblind, but I can't see too well. So that's actually really good. I know that I haven't done any of the Falkyrie stuff, and I haven't done any Battlegrounds, so I can't really speak on those. Um, but you have to understand, like, those customizable things are so needed. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike? Rob? No, I, I, I've got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played the Battlegrounds yet. Um, but everything else, you know, all really good stuff. So, yeah. All right. Um, just again, I want—I just want to reiterate one more time. Okay. Uh, the the dungeon pack itself is for for Horns of the Reach. It's fifteen hundred crowns. Okay. There is a forty. There is a sale going on right now on crowns. The fifteen hundred crown pack is now eleven dollars and twenty four cents. So you can get this this dungeon pack for eleven dollars and twenty four cents. Also, um, if you have extra crowns and you're thinking about doing this okay they do have a collector's bundle you get the dungeon pack the mount the pet and five experience scrolls for 
for 3500 crowns it's got like a 6200 crown value on this on this thing so i mean a lot of value here there's a lot of value and look if they're gonna um if if they're gonna sell us things in in the way that they are they're doing it the right way as far as this goes lots of value for for your for your dollar and i i think that's good all right um excited about that those dungeons it's ridiculous how excited you are they're really like, awesome I, I've, I haven't seen you that excited about, like, dungeons ever. No, I've not been this excited about about a dungeon, especially about a dungeon. I mean, there's some, like, there's some dungeons in ESO that I get excited about playing no matter what. Um, but like, yeah, but not last, like that. Not like this, no. And the, yeah. the last dungeon pack they came out with, I was like, this is just ridiculous. It's a pain in the ass. It's really, these dungeons are super long. I'm not really into the motif that they're going for here. And then, like... Time sort of proved that the sets in there are just not really worth the time spent going in. So, you know, um, will the same thing happen for these dungeons with the item sets? Yeah, probably. But at least you know when you jump into uh, Bloodroot Forge or Falkreath Hold, you know you're not held up for, you know, more than an hour. It's it's a good, you know, thirty minute, forty five minute run at the most. Both of these things on on normal. From what I can tell you, if you've got yeah, you know high end DPS, you're, you're going to breeze through it, and it's 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 fun. It really is just a good time. What are we going to say, Rob? No, I was just going to say like that they are you know considerably shorter compared to Mazatoon and, and Cradle. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, okay, we want to jump into the Skyrim VR thing in in a minute, um, but I do want to throw out uh, a couple of things. Number one, uh, I do want to reiterate for some of the our folks in our chat room. Um, no, we no longer have a YouTube channel. Um, if you, and if, as a matter of fact, in our, in our, Twi <laughs> in our Twitch channel, <laughs> if you can go, if you go back into our video catalog, um, I deleted our, our YouTube channel on live on Twitch. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, um, it was pretty funny, <laughs> but, uh, the reason why we got rid of our YouTube channel was because that it is a uh, pain in the ass for us to sort of keep up with. Um, I know a lot of you folks in, enjoy having the webcam thing going on during our live recordings. You know, maybe we'll bring that back. Maybe we won't. I'm not too sure. Um, you can certainly see us live when we stream. Uh, we've got our webcams going when we do stream. Um, I, 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 we had to change the show in many ways to fit YouTube. And I'm tired of doing that. We're a radio show. We've always been a radio show. YouTube was not our platform as a result. And YouTube, as the platform gets older, it becomes more of a pain in the neck to sort of deal with that um, platform for what we do. And I'm tired of dealing with it. I, I honestly just don't have the time. And uh, so we got rid of, of YouTube. I'm tired of their, their crap. So, um, we covered this in the beginning part of episode 197. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. But uh, I do want to let you know some of our our live viewers know uh, why you're you're seeing a static logo of of the <laughs> the show and and no more YouTube. <laughs> so we got to do something there, whether it be we stream or you know slideshow. We got to do something for that. I think you know, like you know, maybe have a you know switch out whether we uh, you know do it in game or. Uh, talking heads, you know, every other episode. Uh, but you know, the, you know, the, this is a uh, 
this is something that uh, I, I think kind of needed to happen. Um, it's just you've been seeing a lot how how, how YouTube's been really kind of sticking it to people uh, that that don't deserve it, yeah. um, and that's that's really what what started this whole thing. Um, well, I mean, what actually what really started this whole thing was the fact that um, I just don't have personally um i'm i'm we just don't have the time to to take the content that we have and release it in in a way that is that is consumer friendly for youtube i mean if you're doing a show that's more yeah. than 10 minutes long on youtube forget it you're not gonna it, it doesn't make sense to put yourself on that platform because you're no one's gonna view you really and um it just we, we've tried many different ways of trying to make youtube work for us We've even tried creating shows specifically just for YouTube and chopped them up. And um, it, it's just for the for what we were getting out of it, which basically amounted to like two dollars and 40 cents per video that was on there. It's not worth it for us at all. Um, we the lion's share of our sponsorship um, sponsorship dollars does not come from YouTube at all. If if it was 10 percent, it was a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you right now, since 2014, we've made $2,000 on YouTube. That's pitiful for us. Pitiful. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've made literally 10 times that in the last year or two alone from other different bah, 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 bah. revenue streams. But yeah. Anyway, um, let's, um, let's move into, into in other stuff. Um, Will Skyrim VR be be worth it, uh, Rob? Would you mind breaking us into this one? <sighs> okay. Traveling back to Skyrim. Liz, stop it! That's not me. <laughs> oh, that must be Mike then. <laughs> Traveling back to Skyrim this time in VR has many exciting possibilities, but will it be worth it? Obviously, this question can only be answered by you. However, tonight we're going to go over some of the points you should be aware of before making the ultimate decision. Uh, cost. Yeah. Barwin. Yeah. So, so, um, so Skyrim VR very uh, exciting, right? That that uh, a VR update is is coming to to a game that we all know and love. However, <laughs> you gotta understand. <laughs> <laughs> before you get this guys okay um this is this is not likely what you're what you're playing right now is likely going to be a little bit more depending on how you weigh these things what you're playing right now may actually be a better experience for you in game and um you could say well how, if i can if i can actually like be in skyrim how can that possibly be well here let's break it down okay Cost is the number one thing, I think, for some people that are either going to get on or get off the Skyrim VR train. PlayStation camera costs $50, guys. PlayStation VR headset, $370. PlayStation Move controllers, which you will need, $100. Skyrim VR itself is $60. Okay. About $600 for a game you've already sunk hundreds of hours into since 2011. Bundle sets exist. For $500 to get all that stuff, but that's $500, and then you still have to buy Skyrim VR for $60. So it's not like a, it's not like a VR bundle set for, for Skyrim. They may come out with that. They may not. Um, but yeah, 
$600 for a game that you've been playing since 2011. I think a lot of people, once they see how much this cost is, jump off the train. Um, also, no support for Xbox One has been announced yet. And H the HTC Vive has been announced for PC, but right now, as far as we know, this is looking like it's, it's when it comes out, it's going to be just PlayStation 4. They will have it for the PC as well for the HTC Vive, but we haven't heard anything about an Xbox One. At least nothing that, that any of my research has, has seen. You guys, have you guys heard about this for Xbox at all? I hadn't no. heard that it wasn't going to be available, but I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. I even have... Because I'm, 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 I'm sure if they are looking into it, they're probably keeping it very, very, very quiet um, because they, they want to evaluate it and make sure that it's something that they can do. Uh, Artarius in the chat room is saying Microsoft has the AR that they're working on. Which I'm, I'm guessing that's that's what... Augmented, augmented reality. reality. Yeah. All right. Alfredo's randiness. Alfredo's randiness might be what they're. Yeah. That might be yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, teleporting movement. You're moving in Skyrim by teleporting. You're taking the move controller. You're pointing to a specific spot in that dungeon, on that field, on that mountain, and pushing a button, and you are instantly put there. Controller support's coming later, but there's no date for controller support. And we're we're thinking that when controller support comes out, you're gonna hold the controller in your hand with the with the with the the headset on, and you'll be moving in, at that point. Um, it it kind of sounds like if you played the game Mist, where you know you turn to the thing and then you hit the forward button, and it you know it blurs out a little bit and moves forward to that space. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. Again, this is something that when, when it comes to uh, the movement, this is some, something that, that people seriously consider of, like, should I get this? Should I not get this? I, I don't know. Like, that would kind of drive me nuts, like, like you said, Rob. Here's another minor point of contention for me, but for some Elder Scrolls fans especially, um, they might jump off the train on this one. Graphics. Listen, guys. PlayStation VR does not have exactly 1080p graphics here. Um, this is the reason why it's $370 for the PlayStation VR headset and is the least expensive of, of all of the different virtual reality options that we have in the market right now. It's good, but not great. And likely with your Skyrim Special Edition pushed with all of the graphical mods, your Skyrim right now on your computer probably looks a hell of a lot better than Skyrim VR will on PlayStation. So keep that in mind too. Now, uh, if that weren't enough, I've got two other points here that that um, as a as a PlayStation VR owner, um, I've had to sort of keep in the back of my mind as well. Um, you got to ask yourself, do you have the room and the time for virtual reality? Okay. Um, you know, a fun VR experience requires the space in front of your TV. Think of a 10 square foot box around you to be safe. All right. And yep. 
time to allow yourself to get lost in another world. Your sight and your hearing is totally immersed. Your body is moving without thought to children, pets, or static objects in the room. I'm single, not married, no kids, with a nice paying job. I come home. So far. And, what's that? So far. So right. So far. So far. <laughs> right. Or now. I have I have nothing. When I get home from work, I have nothing holding me back. Nothing holding me back. I own my own house. I've moved stuff out of the way. I've made the space for myself. I have one pet that I have to just, you know, be aware of. And, and I am aware of just that one pet. By all accounts, I'm, I should have no barrier to entry with, with virtual reality. And yet I still find myself, um, pressed for time a little bit or, Pressed for you know a, a, a situational awareness in in actual reality, if a, if that can be a term used. Here. Have you gotten Brago that special kitty collar? <laughs> no. <laughs> what the what, what that that tells you when he's around? Yeah, it like puts a virtual cat on your like VR, I guess, <laughs> just for that reason. <laughs> I would I would highly recommend that. <laughs> um, there has been times though where you know I'm 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 in I'm in game. And Jenny has said to me, like, "Hun, be careful. Brago's walking into the room. I'm like, all right, thanks. And, and like, I kind of have to, like, stay planted until Jenny tells me, okay, he just, he just laid down on, you know, a chair or something or whatever. So I have to kind of be aware of that. Also, I don't have kids coming up to me, um, asking me, you know, with, with wants and needs that need to be addressed. You know, I don't We're have leaving a... Legos on the floor. Right, right. God forbid. Uh, tearing up my feet. So, so I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to belabor yeah. a point. It's just these are considerations. And the last one, um, if you get easily, if you get motion sick easily, this will ruin your life. <laughs> 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 I I do not get motion sick at all, and I needed to adjust. As a matter of fact, I, I've had to have probably about a good two hours. Of, of actual VR time before I was I can jump it's like it's like learning how to ride a bike if you can for me I had to play the v VR system for about two hours before I learned how to adapt to not getting motion sick while playing all of these different VR games Jenny couldn't adjust to it at all and had to abandon the experience completely she still loves it. She'll still jump into it. And she told me last night, literally, she told me last night, I I'm going to play Skyrim VR, and if I throw up on the floor, then I throw up on the floor. You <laughs> <laughs> ready to be a dad. She's she, a keeper. She's hell-bent. Yeah, she is. She is hell-bent, and, and, um, and so fine. But she got really sick. Uh, she got thrown for a loop, a a a an unrecoverable one for hours. She, she was playing the VR headset, for about 45 minutes she was down for the count for the rest of the night sick yeah. uh yeah she didn't and she didn't get over the nausea on for for like a good five six hours wow yeah That's... yeah so um there's the information i'll uh i'll leave it up to my uh to my host uh liz we we um haven't had a chance to really hear too much from you uh today uh, what do you think about the, you know, all this, all this stuff and, and the list and. Okay. I have never tried it. 
So go into this knowing that. Um, but from what I can envision, that is hell on earth, and you're paying a hell of a lot of money to be in a lot of pain. Honestly, it's it to me. It is it. It just sounds like pain. And but if you can afford it, uh, give me your number because if you're rich and you just want to throw away money, I mean, <laughs> and you'll leave me alone because you're going to be busy with a headache after playing five seconds of this. You know what? I, I'm really, I'm really in my head. I'm really, really harsh on it, and I do feel bad for the. You know, this is a new technology, and we want to try this and everything. But I'm like, it, it is so not for me. Because I barely want, I mean, I don't even get onto ESO until about 3 in the morning because I just don't want to deal with, with anything. You know, I don't really want to yeah. think. I want to play my pinball and my legends for a few hours. And then, you know, I'll commit to a game, right. sit down to a game. So you're right about the time. You uh, that That's a brilliant observation. I've, I've experienced this myself. Um, I get home from work and I'm freaking exhausted. You think I want to stand in front of my TV or sit in front of my TV with a VR headset on? Like, uh, not really. I don't really want to get no. that involved in it, man. Like, no. um, you know, this is this is going to be amazing for teenagers. Teenagers are going to love this to hell and back. And and as as parents to our teens. The video game industry absolutely will be sponsored. This technology will be sponsored by by us as parents to our teenagers. However, <laughs> I think for for us, uh, you know, thirty uh, year old gamers who who um, you know have have a you know a forty hour work week and um, a, a wonderful family to come home to. I think this is the kind of thing that, you know, we're going to be having fun with for maybe about a week or two. And, and then it's going to be like, you know what, it's just a novelty and you really got to be dedicated. You really got to want to jump into this. Now, this is agnostic of the actual fact that, that this is, we're talking about Skyrim here. Um, it's something to show off to your friends if they come over and, yeah. and when you get above a certain age, you don't have people over. Unless yep. you have kids, and they're not even, you're not going to have a chance to even show the grown-ups anything. Yeah, and then you're just going to be like grabbing it away from the child, being like, ah. Ah, "I know, I'm really hating on it, and I can't stop." <laughs> there's, there's, there's things, there's things to really hate about. Um, not, not Skyrim VR, okay, just virtual reality and and how it's monetized right now, and the experience right now, and the technology as it is right now, like that. There's a lot to hate on that for sure, absolutely. I just want people to be aware of what they're getting into. Yes. Yeah. This is the reason why I wanted to talk about this today, um, because there's there's a lot going on here that I don't think like people look look Skyrim virtual reality Skyrim is the experience that we all want to have. However, <laughs> there's things that you do need to really think about here. Um, Mike, over to you. So I played uh, a little bit of VR stuff uh, at my brother's house. He got one of the early headsets, and you know it, it's interesting, it's fun, but. You know, it definitely, you know, you had, as you said, you can't be, you have to be in a safe space. And if you're clumsy at all, God forbid, you're going to end up, <laughs> you know, face first with the, the controller broken on your forehead. Oh, I'm surprised I haven't killed myself yet. So, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, um, maybe it's not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Rob. No. 
Just, <laughs> just no. Mm. Okay, lo- looking at this from a I practicality you, point of view, um, I-, I think it is a brilliant idea. And just like you said, it, uh, it this is absolutely what we have wanted for the past six years. But I'm an older guy now. Um, I neither have the time, nor the room, nor the energy, or the motivation <laughs> to to blind myself uh, with with one of these VR headsets. Um, my my kids are into it. Uh, for Christmas last year, my mother bought them the like little VR masks for their phones, and we kind of toyed around with that a little bit. And even that was enough to give me a migraine or make the world spin to the point where I just want to go lay down um, with with this type of thing um, I, I certainly don't have the room I have three cats and two rambunctious children uh, this certainly wouldn't be something that would be good for, uh, for for my household it might be good for my son since he does have ADHD and, and it, it's uh, going to be a very uh, you know, sensory-based thing. So yeah. it would be good for him. Yeah. But just with what we have available to us right now, we don't even have a PlayStation. Uh, it it there, it's just not in the cards. It, you know, that there, there's no way that that we would be able to do it. Uh, it's cool for those that that do, but it's it's not going to be in the rage house. I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, some some immediate barriers that uh, that I'm 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 seeing here for for Elder Scrolls fans. Number one, the cost. Number two, if you're if if you if you bought into an Xbox, okay, and you play ESO or you play Skyrim Special Edition on the Xbox. Look, guys, I hate to break it to you, but there's there's no indication right now that this Skyrim VR is coming out for any sort of Microsoft platform. I know they they just announced a new Microsoft Xbox platform. Um, Xbox One Elite or, or something like that. Um, Xbox One X, I think it is. Yeah, that if they get into virtual reality, they'll probably have something for that, maybe. But there's nothing planned yet, so so we can't tell you, Microsoft uh, Xbox fans, we can't tell you that there look there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel here when it comes to Skyrim VR dreams. PC folks, HTC Vive. Very expensive. If you already have one, fantastic, 60 bucks, and you get the game. However, the game's probably not going to look as good as what you're running right now. And if that's, you know, if you're a stickler for graphics, I know some Elder Scrolls fans out there really, really are. Before you, you know, before you spend the money, just be aware of that. Um, this way, at least when you do get it and you're in there with your HTC Vive and you're playing the PC, at least you already know this and you can have fun with the game already knowing that and not have to contend with it. And, and look, you know, when I, when I put on the, my, my VR headset on the PlayStation, I don't even notice the graphical difference because I'm just, I'm having fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. It's a fun experience. When you're not getting motion sick. <laughs> and if you ease, and that's another ma- massive barrier here too, folks. Like if you, if you get easily motion sick, you really need to consider, um, how long can you spend with, with a device like this? Is it going to be worth the cost? Is it going to be worth, you know, allocating living room space? Is it going to be worth, 
um, allocating a block of time out of out of your life to to really jump into this specific game in this specific way, <laughs> you know. Um, at yeah. all told, God, it, yeah. it, at the end of the day, if you've got problems with with two or more of these bullet points, I, maybe and I'm you know maybe one, maybe one or more of these bullet points. One or more of these. At the end of the day, if you've got a real massive problem with one or more of these bullet points, I would highly consider saving your money and just enjoy how you're playing Skyrim already right now. Don't forget, even if you don't have a problem with any of these bullet points, you're still playing a game from 2011 <laughs> that we yep. have hundreds of hours in already. There's nothing new here, guys. <laughs> so. And of course, that being said, yeah, I am going to buy it. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I absolutely am. Um, it's uh, yeah, I am going to buy it. I am looking forward to it, and I know this is this is something that that I'm I'm going to have to plan for and pay, plan for right. block time out for, and, and you know what? It's that's that's yeah. And I know Jenny's gonna love it, and I'm no, gonna no, have no, 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 no. I'm gonna have to strap Let's... a barf bag to her too. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there. Uh huh. You proposed to her a few months ago. Yeah. And you guys are on the fast track, Babyville, right? Yep. How do you expect she is gonna react <laughs> when she is pregnant and spewing on the TV from ten feet away because of this crap? How is she gonna react? Oh, how are you going to, uh, yeah, how, how many carpet bills that you have to pay <laughs> because she, sp she spewed green jello 10 feet across the floor because you were like, hey, honey, let's play that VR thing. <laughs> she can't move. She's pregnant. Well, or she can move, but is, it sucks. Je Jenny, the answer to that is eventually you just kind of stop caring. Je Jenny, <laughs> Jenny gets what, what Jenny wants. And um, as long as I can right. facilitate right. whatever that is. Now, now this is also coming from a guy who's had to rearrange his, his furniture and his house a little bit because his, his cat's extremely territorial. And there's another extremely territorial cat that walks around the, the outside of the house and they have literally pissing matches. <laughs> so is that what you did? You just moved it around? I was wondering about that. I've had to move some furniture around, yeah, and uh, I gotta I gotta clean some of the areas of the uh, the carpets, but yeah, I mean, uh, and then I've also had to put down wee wee pads too. You could take that money that you could have spent on the VR thing and invest in like a steam cleaner. I could invest it in a new cat too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and also, I've That's I've had question. Um, I don't forget last year. Uh, you know, Callie passed away from. Um, uh, intestinal cancer and when she would she would eat all of her food would get stuck and come back up um yeah. and she would she would eat an entire can of food and then literally uh two hours later throw it all up onto my carpets my floor so and i would have to scoop it up with a freaking shovel practically yeah and then clean it up with a with a towel. I've thrown out 10 towels because of the cancer that she had. Oh man. Uh, I'm so glad my carpets are actually like my cat food color. Cause <laughs> mine scarves and barfs. <laughs> yeah. It's just like food. Anyway, so these are yep. tips for life. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So when it comes to uh, you know uh, pregnant Jenny, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm good to go. I got it. I got this. Okay, well, make sure you get her a lot of video games because she's going to be sitting there. She's not going to want to move. She's going to like play some games. So. It's fine. She'll get video games and bonbons all day. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. She's making an ear. <laughs> she's making an ear. Oh hey. my god. Um. So <laughs> I've been baking right. a baby all day. There's an ear. So um. So yeah, there's Sky is Skyrim VR worth it for you? Uh so so I want you guys to consider these options, of course, or at least be aware of them. Uh it's super, super uh exciting that, that Skyrim VR is coming to us in November for PlayStation folks. Um I know I'm looking forward to it. I am definitely going to buy it myself. I can't wait to talk about my experience in it uh when the time comes on the show. Um however, I I, I would be remiss if I went crazy talking about how awesome it is and and yet people just aren't aware of a lot of things that maybe you should be aware of before you you jump into this so this definitely is stuff there to be aware of all right um liz would you would you mind doing our tweaked audio ad for us please tweakedaudio.com uh yeah, <laughs> West Gaming Network. Dude, I was picking out a font. I'm sorry. <laughs> slash Quest Gaming Network. Um, and you can get a free audiobook of your choosing. And we already... No, that's Tweaked Audio. I said, <laughs> you gotta be freaking kidding me, man. That's the earbud people. <laughs> oh my god. That's the greatest ad ever. So for, a second there, for a second there, I thought that she was coming up with a jingle on the spot. I was I thinking so about it, actually. <laughs> and, and, and then I was like, I'll just do the one from Piano Man, and then I forgot it. Victoria <laughs> will ship anywhere. Buy earbuds on their site. Hey, hey. <laughs> da, 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 da. Let's uh let's let's see if Rob can uh can one can... day at checkout. Uh no, okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, let's see if Rob can take this. We All have... right, let's see. <laughs> All right, tweaked audio earbuds. They are good stuff. Okay, um, you can uh, select uh, uh in various uh types and styles of uh, audio uh, earbuds and headphones. Uh, I will throw in the, the the headphones that I picked up uh, for Christmas a couple years ago. Uh, my my daughter stole them from me. Seriously, they, uh, she stole them from me. Did you get them uh, back, or did you just let her have them? I, I'm wondering if I can use that uh, as the uh, lifetime <laughs> guarantee that they were stolen. But uh, I, 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 I'm not going to do that. But uh, no, they are actually really, really good quality uh, headphones. And um, if uh, if you use our code, off the record, all one word, you get 33% off your entire order. I like it. You like it? I like it. Thirty-three percent off. Also, worldwide free shipping. By the way. Yes. Yes. Worldwide free shipping. Yeah. I just it's bought three pairs. Yesterday or uh, last week, or earlier this week. So my wife eats headphones. I swear. So I bought her the gray and orange sports ones. She loves them. Um num num. Highly durable. Oh, and my daughter's like, "Oh, you're getting headphones. I want the pink ones." Okay, we'll get you the pink ones. Oh. <laughs> Off the record, all one word. So, good job, guys. Yeah, tweakedaudio.com. Thank you very much for sponsoring our show once again. Uh, for all of our, our wonderful listeners out there who, who have gone over to tweakedaudio.com, 
Uh, they've enjoyed amazing headphones, sound quality, sound clarity, extremely durable, worldwide free shipping. Doesn't matter where you live, or as long as you're um, as long as you're living on planet Earth, and I think most of us are at this point. You can get them shipped to you for free. I usually don't. I, I hear I hear men are from Mars and women are from Venus, but I mean like you know pandas are on Earth, right? Yeah. And who doesn't love pandas? Uh, they wouldn't be endangered if they tasted good. Oh. Poachers? My God! Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm Poachers. sure they they love them actually. <laughs> Guys. Do you have either one, Robin Mike? Do you have souls? <laughs> oh, Mana Marco took it away. <laughs> like, how do you, I mean, how do you get? How do you do that with pandas, man? <laughs> because have you ever heard of an endangered cow? I maybe not. Maybe in I would Texas. like to apologize for my previous statement. Um, I evidently lost my filter sometime in the 2000s. Oh my God. I love you guys. <laughs> so, tweaked audio, guys. Uh, you'll never see an endangered cow with tweakedaudio.com. <laughs> 33% off with our code, off the record, worldwide free shipping, and with the sound clarity and quality and the durability, you can guarantee that you'll be listening to the peril of pandas for a very long time in beautiful, beautiful audio quality. At tweakedaudio.com. So, before we jump into gameplay, we want to... Maybe there's an audiobook about pandas. Yeah. And then we can combine. Right. Audible with Tweaked. Yeah. Um, Still haven't regained my composure. Just give me a minute. (laughs) Give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) Who makes pandas? Poachers! Thanks, Rob. (laughs) Um... Rob, can you tell everyone what is their new gameplay challenge? For, for I will in a minute, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, can you tell everyone what is their new gameplay challenge? Ah, where's my cursor? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't because it won't move. That's what she said. Liz, you want to take a stab at it? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, oh, fine. Gameplay. Thanks. We get so into what we're, uh, the new theme is the Forgotten Quest. Yes! Uh, The new challenge is pick any TES game of your choice. Pick a direction and travel to a location you've rarely spent time in. Pick up and complete any quest you either have you either have never done, avoided, or haven't done it so long you can barely remember it. Paying special attention to storyline. Right. So for me, it would be like the Knights of the Nine in Oblivion. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, I think this could also kind of get shoehorned into Elder Scrolls Legends, but I'm not sure if that requires you having to spend money on DLC. No, um, you could, you get a daily challenge every day, so you could possibly, you know, uh, keep that, hey, summon 57 creatures with breakthrough, because I don't do breakthrough. So, I mean, you could, Mm. but... There's not a lot of story. Yeah, I mean, 
when it comes to Elder Scrolls Legends, guys, it definitely does apply. But I mean, the part about you know storyline may or may not fit if you don't if you don't have um, you know the uh, the DLC. There's a main story quest, but there's no way to deviate from it, really. Well, there sort of is, but not really. Yeah. So there. Um, (laughs) Rob is still in tears over here. (laughs) Musclehead says he likes this challenge. I I like the challenge, too. You like it? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Rob? Did you take a breath? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Poor guy. I, I was suddenly smitten with a case of uh, hideous and uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> we did have a funny bet. It was. Oh, uh, I don't know where the hell that came from. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, Mike, this has some implications for you as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I got to eventually do that quest then in the Alakir where you have to turn the monkey back into the orc, who's actually probably just a monkey. Oh. So. I've done the Alakir like four times and never saved the monkey. Hey, Mike. I'm uh, actually a monkey, but uh sound like an orc. Hope that's you not can a stay problem. A yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem for you, is it, bud? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going to be doing this challenge on uh, late, late night Elder Scrolls tonight uh, in Skyrim. So, so oh, Ze- cool. Zephan and I are going to, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to do this. So it's going to be fun. So pick up, pick any Elder Scrolls game of your choice. Pick a direction. Travel to a location you've rarely spent time in, and uh, pick up uh, and complete any quest you've e- you either have never done, avoided, or haven't done in so long you barely remember it. And pay special attention to the storyline. So, all right, um, ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen and lady, we have now entered the gameplay section of our show. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Rob. Rob. Yes, I'll I'll go. I totally forgot to put in my bullets this week, and I apologize. This is probably going to be very LeBeau scatterbrained, so just bear with me here. Hey. Totally cool. Totally cool with that. Fine. Okay. I'm trying to remember the last time that, uh, or like what I've done since the last time I was on the show. It was forever ago. I know, because I had a show, and then I had a migraine, and then I had a hideous laughter spell. Um, Okay. None of that's related, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, none of that is related at all. Um, no, I mean, I mean, just basically, since uh, the release of uh, Horns of the Reach, I have been trying to figure out how to magic a sorcerer. Because apparently, they're everywhere. Have you seen these things? Yeah, I thought you were one. I, I, I was. Um, I have quite a few characters... And I now have four sorcerers. Four. But Just, are, yes, I, in my lineup, I have four sorcerers. Uh, they're one all stam sorcs, though. No, no, they are not. They are not all stam sorcs. Only two of them are. Um, I my my very first character that I made on day one of ESO, which I ultimately end up retiring um, to be my crafter, uh, is a sorcerer. But then I also made my Stam Sork uh, for the uh, Daggerfall. But then I, I decided, you know what? It, because I started getting into this whole uh, you know min-maxing thing, I made an Altmer. I know, Altmer. Uh, sorcerer. <laughs> and, and, and made that one a Magicka Sorcerer. Um, but just for uh, 
kicks and giggles, as they would say, uh, I purchased another character slot, and I made a fourth sorcerer. Um, it was actually a pre-existing character that I had before, uh, a Khajiit named Raargo. You didn't screw up the eyebrows on this one, did you? Uh, no, he doesn't have eyebrows. They've been burned off. Ah. But um, he is uh, he was formerly a Nightblade, uh, which I think we made for a Khajiit event, and I remade him for uh, uh, as a stamina sorcerer. Since uh, looking at it, it's like you know what a stamina sorcerer is seems to be my favorite playstyle, so I'm going to redo it on a uh, on a Khajiit. Uh, Rargo is still currently sitting on the boat to Morrowind, uh, so he's level one and uh, hasn't progressed at all, so uh, I, I have made him, and that's about it. But uh, I also have made a third warden, uh, which I plan on using to tank. Um, really? Yes. Uh, my, my original tank that I had, my second character's name is Rage of the Rift. Um, and in light of the most recent DLC that uh, Zoss has put out, I've decided to make another tank, Another Nord by the name of Rage of the Reach. And uh, he's going to be a Warden tank, uh, specifically an ice tank. So I want to level him up, get him to use some Ice Heart and some uh, Permafrost uh, with a Frost app and see how well that does. Uh, it's probably going to suck, uh, but it's going to be fun finding out whether it does or not. Hmm. Other than that, that's, that, that's pretty much all I got. I've been, I've been running around like just gathering gear like everybody else has, just trying to uh, cope with the changes that Zoss has made to a lot of what the... What gear uh, are you looking for? Sets. Uh, well, it depends on which character I'm, I'm going for. Um, I'm currently running Trials right now, trying to get some two-fanged snake, or twice-fanged snake. Uh, that's... Do you remember what that... Does, like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I do. Um, it is basically like weapon crit... Weapon damage, and uh, I think the five piece is it. It gives you plus like eight hundred uh, weapon penetration for three seconds, and it stacks up to five times. So you wow. can potentially get up to like four thousand penetration um, <laughs> off of it. Or no, not four thousand. What the hell am I thinking? Uh, but it's. It's a highly sought-after set right now, and uh, we ran Sanctum last night uh, with, uh, uh, with a group of friends, and yeah, it's not dropping, apparently, <laughs> so a lot of people are frustrated. I feel but, bad for people that chase the gear like that, because the the next update that comes up, you so know everything's going to change. Yep. I feel so bad for people that do that. Well, that, that's that vicious cycle that we're in. This is uh, that, That's the MMO game. That, uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, 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 I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on here for a second. But that <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about aliens. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that, that's what you know. That's what they do. Uh, you you, you want to keep your player base playing, right? So mm -hmm. you obviously need gear. Well, if you level up and you get the best gear right off the bat, then, yeah, okay, you don't have to play with that character. Well, okay, so then you go play, make another character. But what if you do this a total of 14 times like Rage has? <laughs> uh, you know, what, what is there to do now? Okay, so let's, let's tweak some of this other stuff and, and, and see if we can come up with a new meta. I hate that one. Uh, 
and and that's that's really what the what the game is now is like finding out what could possibly be the best dps best healing best tank set and it rotates out and just you know all these theory crafters so that is that, that that's the game is trying to figure out what works now and if what you had is no longer best in slot well it looks like you're going to be do farming but as far as Zoss is concerned you're still playing their game see that's why i like to have i'm sticking with like the basics um, what I can create, it's always going to be there. Yeah. Because yep. <laughs> I just can't deal with that much change. And I'm like, well, wait, 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 I just got this. You know what yeah. I like the best is when they say such and such overland uh, item is best in slot. Because yeah. then the prices go through the roof. Like uh, before the patch dropped, uh, Mother Sorrow, yep. the, uh, the jewelry was selling for between... 60,000 and 180,000 depending on where you bought it from and yeah. when you bought it for the purple quality. So it's like you want to buy that house in Falkreath? Go out and farm some mother sorrow. Yep. I mean, you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? But I can, <laughs> I, I can tell you that uh, you know I mean was specifically when it comes to uh, to DPS because uh, I mean that that's what I do in ESO. Um Hunding's Rage and Giuliano's set are back on the map. Uh, oh, they, okay. They are probably going to be one of the best sets that you can pair up with an Overland set or your preferred crafting set. Um, and you are probably not going to suffer that much of a DPS loss uh, in, in that particular case. Uh, because the, the sets have been boosted uh, with Horns of the Reach. And... Uh, a lot of the uh, the players are are matching uh, Julianos and or or well not and or but uh, Julianos or Hundings with various other sets and it seems to be working out well for them. Huh. You know, it's it's good to consider, um, especially uh, tr- trying out new new things because. You know, I've tried out this uh, this new Magicka tank build that I'm doing, and I have been so pleasantly surprised by how strong it is. And um, you would, I, I, I was thinking that the the stamina tank for for my Templar would be a much stronger build, simply because you know you need stamina in order to hold your shield up. Um, but I've I've sort of supplemented my inability to hold my shield up for long periods of time with just natural skills that, that the Templar has that create shields around you. Right. And, and buffing Magicka, which would in turn... You know. uh, if you have everything built in sturdy, your stamina cost is going to be so minuscule that you may not even notice the uh, lack of stamina on your bar. Well, that's actually been the, the case. Um... Without a doubt. I mean, I, I don't have a whole heck of a lot of stamina, and I don't find myself... There, there are times when um, I'm I'm definitely, like, popping a stamina potion, for sure. But since I've switched to, uh, to Magicka tanking, maybe that's happened to me a handful of times, at the most. Um, and I don't really lack... I don't really want for, for Magicka either. And uh, I mean, it's 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 great. I, I just I love my new Magicka tanking build. It's it's fantastic. I love it so much, and um, <laughs> I, I really do. It's great. <laughs> and, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Oh my god! I we hold hands. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And okay. um, you know, I I I uh, I I had to switch. I I felt like I had to do something, and uh, I wanted to try something new, and that that was that was it. So, you know, Rob, you know, I'm, I'm trying to um, you know sort of make your point for you as well, which is you know um, swapping out gear and trying new new uh, gear sets and, and mixing and matching is is definitely good. And there's lots of different um, add-ons out there as well that you can you can download if you're PC and Mac users, uh, there's lots of different add-ons out there that you can you can uh, grab up as well that can sort of help you monitor the changes that the gear that you're trying out is giving you. Seeing if you can out um, you know outweigh the uh, the benefits versus the the costs. And I would also highly recommend if you're trying out new gear, lock the gear in your inventory. Sometimes yes. when we're trying yeah. out new gear, we we store it in our inventory. Lock it in there. This way, when you're um, you're deconstructing stuff at the crafting stations, you don't accidentally put it in there. Yep. Also, item saver is good because you can customize icons, and um, you can also customize your keyboard shortcuts so you can uh, label things as certain. You know, I've got one that's like save it for a tank or save it for this, even though I'm never going to have one of those. Um, I'll eventually yeah. deconstruct everything because I don't have room for everything. <laughs> but yeah, but, like yeah. You yeah. know, you, you can mark things so that, like, if you loot something and say, ooh, I like this, I, you know, I think I'll improve it. Um, because I, I was guilty of breaking down, I think, uh, Divine's Mother's Sorrow boots when I was farming for those. Um, because they were green when I looted them. And I forgot to lock them. And when I went to go put my Mother's Sorrow set together, I couldn't find them. But I know I had them. Um, oh, and, that sucks! And I, I probably broke them down, not thinking that. Oh, okay, well, all right, th this is training. This is infused. This is reinforced. You know, like I, I don't need any of that crap. People don't buy it, so I just break it down. You know, and when when the day came, I was looking for it and I could not find it. I was, uh, I was, I was mad. So yeah, item saver, uh, specifically FCO item saver. Uh, that I'll plug that add-on uh, above all others because yeah. it it will save you a migraine. Um, I want to ask the chat room right now, since since Musclehead uh, offered, uh, what's your what's your role right now in your favorite gear set that you're using at the moment? Um, Musclehead said he likes Death's Wind armor weapon set. Adds health. Calarina saying tank, Luna Bastion or Eben, Eben Tide. Yeah. Oh, Eben. Eben. Uh, the uh, yeah, the Eben set. The Eben Armory, the Red Balls. Yep, Red Balls. Whoa, <laughs> Red Ball. Yeah. Watch them out. We'll uh, we'll kind of go through we'll go through this as as they as they say it. Um, anything else, Rob? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. I've been talking everybody's ear off, so. No, you haven't. Uh, tell me about it. I've I've uh, <laughs> I've been doing the same thing the whole the whole show. I, I feel like I need to apologize, but I don't I don't I don't know if there was any other way we could have gotten some of this info out. Um, all right. Um, what about you, Liz? What have you been doing in game lately? I have been playing Legends and Legends and Legends, and I didn't even realize two weeks went by because I've been playing Legends so much. I love legends. I, I think I need might need help. What year is it? I don't. I don't know. 
I just realized it was August. Like, I didn't know. Like Robin Williams from Jumanji. Yes. What year is it? <sighs> yeah. I, I barely even be playing pinball. It is it, legends. Oh my God. On the phone. I, I send help. I don't know. <laughs> if I don't put down the game, send a sandwich. It, <laughs> So what have you been yes. doing in Legends? Oh my god, I found, well, it's actually, I found a, a, a deck, or yeah, a deck, that I kind of used to use, and I used to kick your ass a couple times, but um, I had abandoned that for a while, uh, for, that, you know, a more that sturdy ridiculous, deck. That ridiculous one-trick pony deck that you no, had? No, no, this was before that. Oh, okay. This this is this is my Is it the magic. Flesh Atronach deck? No, that's it's before that, that one. one. <laughs> anyway, um, this one I like a little bit better because um, it's got it's blue and green, so it's the intelligence. You got you got your Bruttons going on, and then you've got your sneaky Khajiit, which gets rid of every single card that your opponent could put down. And you're like, oh yeah, you think that's really hot? Yeah, whatever. Two cost card, you're gone. Yeah. So. <laughs> It, it's my get around the guards and get around all the high powered stuff and um, and I'm up to I think rank four, so I, there are twelve ranks, so that's pretty and it's starting to wane like it's it's usefulness. Um, I'm gonna have to get something a little bit stronger, but for right now th- this, yeah, mm. <laughs> right. my hex mage. And for those of you that play Legends, the hex mage is the one that's it's a five cost, but every time you play an action, it does two damage to your opponent. Not your opponent's cards, your opponent. So you save up that, you save that, and put that one down, and then you get like a smuggler's hall that is all that gives you zero cost cards, and you can just play one after the other. <laughs> Good stuff, huh? How you doing in the ladder so far? I'm at rank four, so that's yeah. From rank twelve, that's pretty good. Yeah, but like I said, it's great. starting to wane. Good for you. Well, maybe you need to. Um... Swap out uh, some of the cards in your in your uh, favorite deck a little bit, you know. Oh, I do. Um, and I actually need to start getting onto the the dragon stuff because I have I did finish the Dark Brotherhood and I'm you know gathering some Skyrim cards, which are the dragons, obviously. But um, I don't quite have enough of them. I could go back to my Afternock one, but. I'm going to stick with this one for a little bit longer, maybe till the next tier, and then I'm going to have to really do a rehaul. But that also means that I would have to sit down on my computer, and I have not sat down on my computer for like two weeks because of Legends, because I didn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) And so now I'm not used to it, and I'm used to sitting on my couch with Captain Nibbles. I saw you pop in ESO uh, a little bit yesterday. A little bit, and yeah, I I, I saw Rob, and he looks hot in that new dress. And I meant I, I didn't realize how Sorry. ridiculous that would sound coming out, like saying it, because I meant it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and I just got a text from Rob. He said he'd be right back. You, oh, you mean Rob's female guy. character? <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, Rob could look good in that dress. I don't know. I don't Shoot. think Rob could look he good in that dress. Where's the Jedi robe? I don't, I don't think so. That's a different thing. To me, like, a dress is like, you know. Uh, Rob is a dress. You know, I don't think we need to get into it. <laughs> well, Rob looked hot. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And I swore revenge because she looked prettier than my character, and I didn't like that. Such things can never be true, Liz. 
Oh, you're so full of shit. Ever. <laughs> Ever. So, uh, but then I was like, oh, well, you need to die, just being funny. And so he tries to challenge me to a duel, so I go offline. Well, I actually went offline before I realized he was going to try to challenge me. Um, and I also did the kiss this emote at him. Uh- <laughs> uh-huh. But that was that was basically my experience in ESO for over the past two weeks because of Legends. But yeah. also turning off all the lights in your house again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. I blocked you from walking into the house. No, you did not. I did, actually. Go ahead. Log you in. did? Yes, I did. You are no longer allowed. Finally. In- <laughs> well, I'm glad we both agree. That's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I'll take the restriction off eventually, but you, you need to you need to be put in timeout for a little while. Yeah, but guess what? Now you're you've just doomed somebody else from our guild. Like I'll be like, oh, I like their house. Click. That's <laughs> well, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> protecting your friends well we're talking about it on the show i think that's a general psa you know <laughs> hey everyone in the guild block liz now otherwise your lights will be I turned off i not go and mess with anybody's furniture i will just turn off lights yeah i will not mess with their furniture that's because no one gives you permission to touch the furniture <laughs> no I, I seriously won't I, like I, that's that's like a, a line that i have set for myself uh-huh because i need to know my limits yeah <laughs> right <laughs> What? It's nice to know that you draw the line somewhere. Look, I'm going over this in therapy. I'm setting boundaries. <laughs> now I have to go in and be like, if Arwen t- didn't let me go into his house, well, yeah. if it's if it's triggering, I'm sure they'll give you some skills to work through that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, did everybody leave? No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Now we're, we're listening to your therapy session. Just intently listening Look. to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. As I am. So, yeah, uh, anything else, Liz? I don't know. I don't All remember. Right. All right. It's um, been a really long day. <laughs> okay, Yankee Doodle. <laughs> yep. Long. Long. Um, Mike, what about you? What have you been doing in Elder Scrolls? I know you've been doing the uh, the trials on Sundays. That's been a, a cool thing. Yep, so our trials is going fairly well. We're doing progression on AA. Um, we're stuck at the Wisp Mother. Some days we get past her, some days we don't. Um, so, you know, but we're making progress, and people are getting gear and stuff, and they're having a good time. Mm. Uh, this Sunday we're doing Halls of Fabrication uh, on normal so that uh, we can get uh, some more experience with that. Um, you know, running around, doing the dungeons with everybody, and just having a good time. Um it's been very profitable the last couple of weeks because uh, a streamer said pretty much Night Mother or Night Sorrow was the way to go. So everybody wanted to buy Mother Sorrow. <laughs> so I was selling Mother Sorrow like it was going out of style. And then it did go out of style. And uh, the patch dropped. And now we have the new motifs. And uh, the only way to get those motif pages is to steal pickpocket from people. So I have been spending two hours pickpocketing everybody in Vardenfeld uh, to get motif pages to sell. <laughs> Can you still pickpocket if you don't have the DLC? What do you like, mean? Like, I had a character that used to um, have the, the Thieves Guild stuff. Um, but now she doesn't have, you know, she can't access the Gold Coast. I think that's what that one Oh, is. you should still be able to, um, be, you should still be able to access the 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 legitimate stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I can go in the, the thieves. Okay, I can yeah, you... go underground and sell stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that was part of the base game patch. I... Yeah. Yeah. It's part, but you have to have Vardenfeld. That was the only uh, requirement. And as long as you have the Var- the Morrowind expansion, you should be good. All right. Um, anything else, Mike? Uh, I did take uh, your advice, Lat, from two episodes ago, and I am now uh, was it rank nine? I think the mage rank on Legends. So wait, yeah, I I, yeah. I, I gave you advice, or Liz gave you advice? Well, both of you did. Okay, you're like. You know, if you've gotten that far, you can actually do it. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't. And then I'm like, okay, I yes, did. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh! Sorry. Um, so I'm you, excited. You make... I'm really excited. So... I was just listening to that part right before this show. <laughs> the guy I played today probably is cursing the day he was born because um, <laughs> I the, the match went long and um, I was able to get Parthenax out. Uh, and the deck that I'm playing has um, the one where like it's Tear Soul is one of the card the Dragon Shop cards. Yeah. And so it gave me two of those. And so he kills off Parthenex, thinks he's all cool. I pulled Parthenex back from the dead. <laughs> get three more cards. He then unsummons Parthenex, which is the stupidest thing you can do because then I get to play him again the next okay. round. I get another Terror Soul. He kills off Parthenex with a lethal card. I bring, I summon him back in the other lane. <laughs> oh my god! I summoned so Parthenex five times t- today before wow. the episode started. It wow. was hilarious. And uh, this guy is just like because he keeps killing him off. I'm not really doing any damage, but I'm able to play Parthenex, and my because it's a purple deck, the I'm able to gain more and more Magicka. So I'm up to 16 Magicka now. So now Parthenex is coming out, and I'm able to play other cards on top of that. And the shouts. All of a sudden, it's like I had the uh, Ralka uh, thief there, the uh-huh. Khajiit one that takes filters and drains for four plus four. Oh God, that one's a. Oh. All of a sudden, it's an eight plus eight, then a twelve plus twelve, <laughs> and you know this guy is pretty much over there going, "Oh, jeez, you know, yeah. shoot me now!" Pulling his hair out. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, good. That's an awesome win, man. Good for you. Yeah. Glad you're able to uh, use man. the use those cards like that. That pilfer one is a oh! If you see that and you can get rid of it, get rid of it. Yeah, that's why. It's, but it's also hard oh. because it's a six play card. So yeah, it's like I've got to get enough guards down on a side so that when I do play it, that it's safe. And then unless you ha- somebody does a um, uh, they can uh, whatever silence you, then that sucks. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's a throw the the phone across the room type of move. <laughs> that's why I have a deck full of silent stuff. <laughs> uh, anything else, Mike? That's really been it. I mean, you know, just a lot of you know grinding in the MMO. Um, you know, mm-hmm. playing a couple different characters, my warden. You know, but mainly it's you know grinding for first Mother Sorrow and now for uh, motif pages. Okay. When you find out that there's something that like everybody wants, um, let us know because I'll just send you whatever I get and you can sell it. <laughs> Usually, when I let people know, it's the fact that I'm expecting they're going to be out there, you know, hanging out and chat with us to grind with us. But we had a huge grinding party that one night. It was like range, oh my, oh yeah, ghost, Kalrina. I think Musclehead was there for a little while. Um, 
just saying, if I happen across something, I'm always scared that I'm going to deconstruct something that is like really popular at the moment. <laughs> don't deconstruct friggin' anything. I know, yes. but I don't have space because I don't have, you know, the, the bank space. It sucks. Put it for Speaking a decent price in ESOTR. <laughs> nah. Speaking of farming, the other night I got accused of being a bot. Oh, that was that was you? Yeah, that yeah, that was me. I was in uh I was in uh, Obsidian Scar in Rivenspire trying to get some necropotence and I had this down to a science. Like I would I know where all the bosses spawn and <clears throat> I had it to the point where as soon as I would enter the room, it's like they would they would spawn, and I'd start take uh, you know taking them down. But there's like a couple other people in there, and then out of like zone chat, I see somebody that says, uh, "Like the guy from the ESOTR guild, he's a bot." And so I stop, and I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> and I, took a, I took a screenshot of it, and oh, I thought he said somebody else. Okay. Oh, like this this dude accused me of being a bot. So I stopped what I was doing and walked up to him and started doing the imperial dance in front of him. And like, oh, that's hilarious. Like what? He's like, well, you aren't letting us get a get, get a hit in, man. It's like, well, sorry, you know. Why? Why did he think you get were better? Because you were farming. Yeah, because I was farming too efficiently. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I was. I was just. I was efficiently farming, and apparently uh, was taking the the bosses down a little too fast. And uh, this this lowly warden was very angry with me. Oh. Whatever. I took a screenshot of it, blurted, uh, blocked out the name, and sent it to Rich Lambert. Yeah, he, heard... he saw that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he loved it. Sure. <laughs> Haven't heard back, and it was more or less one of those. Uh, hey, in case you get a report on a rage philosophy in game. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all good. I'm not a bot. <laughs> well, just um, that damn good man. <laughs> I. <laughs> I uh, I haven't had a whole heck of a lot of game time in, with the exception of the uh, the. Um, uh, Horns of the Reach DLC stuff, which I've you know spoke about and just been just been loving it so much. Um, so uh, tonight I am going to be playing some uh, some Skyrim on uh, late late night Elder Scrolls, and uh, so that's that's uh, we're going to be looking forward to that. And that's you know basically it from from my side over here. That was so casual as compared to how you actually like react to the wow. Okay, what's that? Well, you get so excited about the Horns of the Reach, and you're like, "Yeah, okay, I played it." Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm not gonna, you know, rehash everything I, I just, I just spoke about, you know, earlier. It's, you know, I don't want to do that. That's that's not nice. But um, yeah, that's that's really basically all I, I've I've been doing lately. I've been um, kind of like on a, a little bit of an Elder Scrolls break uh, last last couple of weeks. I think um, I got back into Rift for a little while. Um, been playing, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Been been playing that a little bit here and there. Um, what else was I playing? Uh, Magic: The Gathering. You know, um, Mithril and I were doing the uh, QG MTG show uh, Saturday nights. Um, although it's the last couple of like this Saturday that just passed and. It's, it was two weeks ago. We had to sort of cancel that as well because it's been very busy at work on the weekends and I had to take uh, arrests and I got held back and did a very long weekend <laughs> at work. 
So, um, so we're, you know, we're, we're trying to do as much as we can with QGMTG. Sometimes, you know, I'm just not home to do it at that hour, if you can believe that or not. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been, you know, I've been playing a lot of, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different games and, uh, that's, that's definitely one of them. Rift, I, like I said, I got back into that a little bit, been playing that. It's been nice to, you know, a little bit of a palate cleanser from, from some Elder Scrolls stuff. Um, as well as, uh, you know, World of Warcraft, Jenny and I have our, our little, uh, Warcraft dates over Skype once or twice a week. Nice. Yeah. Didn't you guys finish? What's that? Like, I thought, uh, uh, maybe I, I might've heard it wrong. I thought somebody, uh, you said you'd finished something with World of Warcraft or you made it to some level that I was like, well, well, they're not going to be playing that anymore. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Diablo three as well, playing... Oh, that was it. Maybe it was. Oh, yes. That was another thing I did. Yeah, I actually, um, I I ended up beating uh, Diablo 3 for the first time. So both uh, the original and Lord of, was it Lord of Souls, I think? Uh, Reaper of Souls. Reaper of Souls. Yeah, Reaper of Souls expansion. We need to have a D3 party, man. Seriously. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love that game. Yeah. But that was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was doing that. So, like I said, not a not a whole heck of a lot of uh, Elder Scrolls uh, time. But what I have been playing, um, it's been in ESO, and and the more the more time I, I spend with ESO, the the more I just love the direction that it's it's been it's been going in this year. Um, I can't quite put my finger on it, but you know, housing was a big thing. I really love the housing update. I love all the like the trophies that you're getting now from doing dungeons and it's like I'm I'm doing dungeons I haven't touched in a long time and like I'm getting du- trophies out of it. I'm like what the hell? I thought I had this already. Guess not. Um one thing I will say is is um I wish there was no cap on how many trophies you can have inside your house. I really wish they would just release that cap. Because I've, I've got a bunch of trophies that are all hidden, uh, all ha- hung up in my house, and I've got a, a ton that are also in my inventory that I just can't put down because I capped out. I don't want to get another house just to put trophies in. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> so that was a that was a thought that I had during the. I've got six houses now, so. Oh my god! Shut up, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. Like I, I love. I love my house. I love my little house. I want the them to put in a visit secondary and tertiary home option. Yeah. Isn't there oh. a mod for that? No. No. There's visit friends. Okay. Um, but uh, like a year ago is when they started taking like the trophies so you didn't have to carry them around and they were in. I, I don't know if they were in your um, collectibles or not. But I'm so afraid to get rid of some of these blue items that I've got hanging around that I can't put in my bank. I can't do anything with them. But I'm scared. Oh like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Is there I, a way to know if it's okay? Like, uh, at at some point when you're online, um, link them to me. I I'll tell you whether it'll be okay or, or not. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's there's I'll a tell lot you if of you, if you buy them from you. There's, there's a yeah, because I, I have heard that I could sell, but I'm like, well, I'm not part of a selling guild, so. I mean, if it's one of those things that you loot off of an enemy, it's usually for an achievement only. Uh, you know, things like, I don't know, like a 
scamp tooth or, or something like that. Uh, you, you get those, they're blue quality, and they do absolutely nothing uh, other than give you a tick towards an achievement, and those you can sell. Okay, so like you don't need to save them and then get the achievement. Right. It, it, yeah, it's like as soon as you loot it, it, it automatically marks it in your achievements as being obtained, and from that point Better. you can sell it. The ones that you can't sell, those are usually for uh, like the Orsinium Museum, right? Right, you, you can't sell them. Uh, oh, you, you can get rid of them though, because I accidentally did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I you, did that once too. Get rid of them, then you got to go get them again. Yeah. So the yeah, so yeah, and that's usually what I do whenever I find some of those stupid things. Uh, I just you know I just sell them, and um, the ones that that can't be sold, you, you know, you see it in the item description. And I just head over to the uh, Rothgar Museum and just right in there. Yeah, yeah, just drop it in there. Yeah, yeah, don't the let that clutter wins. up your inventory. I did get a cool one today. It was a gold quality one. It was uh, a wanted poster, Colovian, and it was a housing item. That's cool. Oh, cool. That is cool. So just make sure that you, when you want to get rid of stuff, that it doesn't say housing item. So it That's will say housing, thing. and it, will it give the, um, the not the ingredients, but the, the materials? Um, maybe that's a, an add-on. I think, I think yeah, with, like a, with a trophy for a housing item, it's an actual placeable that uh, you can get, like... Um, I got one once, yeah. Yeah. I got a skull one time, um, you know, wanted poster, I got dice. Uh, so there's all kinds of different things that you can get that are housing trophies that uh, are placeables and not uh, um, not like uh, the trophies that Varwin's talking about where uh, you get it from uh, completing a dungeon. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes you'll loot something or you steal something and it looks like you should be able to put it up like some kind of jewelry box or whatever. Right. And I'm like, well, do I sell this or do I launder yeah, it? Yeah, it <laughs> those I know just exactly. say treasure type. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know yeah, exactly what you're talking about. Sell. They're, they're, they're a little confusing, those things. I've, I've, I've mm-hmm. battled over them myself a little bit here and there. Um, while, while we're on the idea of, of, of housing and, and trophies from, from dungeons, um, I do want to give a little tip out there for some folks who are decorating their houses with these things. Um, if you're having a hard time, like, finding space or finding an area where that, like, oversized trophy would look good, take a look at some of the areas of the house that are not always in your, in your eyesight. Um, specifically if you've got really high ceilings in your, in your house, some of the areas, like for the very large trophies, like Bogdan the Night Flames, uh, trophy, um, I have, um, on the, on the top floor of my house, uh, my, my house has, um, peaked roofs and inside on the top floor where normally you're not looking, um, you know, you, that, that particular uh trophy fits very nicely just underneath the peak of the roof where there's some space there that's just never there's some wall space there that's just never going to get filled in because it's a triangular um space you're not going to put like a like a tapestry up there or um, i mean you could fit a banner but a lot of the banners are, are you know skinny and they don't wouldn't look right um and you're not going to put like a painting up there either. Most of the paintings are either square or rectangular. It wouldn't fit in that triangular space. Um, some of these very like large, oversized trophies do fit very nicely in um, in in like oddly shaped wall spaces. And um, it's I put a bunch of uh, trophies in some of those areas, especially on the second floor. 
and um, they look really good, and they do draw your eye into that that location, and it, and not obtrusively so. Um, so I, I've noticed that it's it's um, it's it's brought a lot of uh, it's you know a lot of a lot of pride in 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 my house and happiness in the way I've I've decorated it, and I, I do tend to show those things off to people who come to visit. So as a tip for some of you guys, maybe it's something to think about too when when dealing with uh, these very large trophies that that you know can be an eyesore if you put them. Uh, if you put them down a little too low on the wall. All right, guys. Um, let's break into uh, some... What, what's that, Liz? <laughs> Barwin just gave like a Bob Vila kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all right. I loved every minute of it. I know! <laughs> you could like sense it. Like It was like a silence of respect. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree with this. <laughs> Respect from one homeowner to another. <laughs> Smell the wood chips in the air. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> the axe body spray just. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's old spice. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Old spice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, is that the same thing as woodworking? I don't know. I lo- literally just went on for about five minutes about interior decorating. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that the, no, the way you were talking about it, and you were like, "Yeah, this works in this space." And he was trying to give tips to like guys that have no clue on what to do. And he's like, "Yeah, this this is manly." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is great. I, I I have a hard time believing that anybody wearing Axe body spray uh, takes home improvement seriously. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I would not know. Look, all I know is they had great ads. Like back when I had a TV, yeah, uh, those were amazing. They're hilarious advertisements. Yes, yeah, hilarious. But it was you knew exactly what it was. It entertained you. That's a good ad. Yep, sure was. And you never and you didn't forget the product name either. No, that's the no. problem with entertaining ads is you you tend to forget about the product. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. Let's uh, let's shift over real quick. We've got uh, we've got lore and some emails left in our show as we start to wind things down a little bit. Um, but first, we just want to remind you folks that uh, Amazon.com does sponsor our show through your uh, your click throughs. Um, yes, if you go to QuestGamingNetwork.com and you go down to our our sponsorship tab on the front page there, if you click on uh, the Amazon affiliates link that we have, you'll be sponsoring our show and not even not even be aware of it. Um, how, how does that work? Well, well, what happens is um, when you shop on Amazon, after clicking on our referral link, everything that you buy, essentially you're telling Amazon that you're buying all of that stuff and you were referred to them by us. And Amazon.com, for no extra cost to you, will then take a little of that money that they have uh, allocated for their... Um, their revenue sharing program and send some our way for the referral. Uh, this doesn't increase the cost of anything that you purchase. Uh, all it does is is simply just uh, add one 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 more step to what you're already going to do, which is going to Amazon. So um, the one step that it adds is simply going to QuestGamingNetwork.com, which you're probably already there anyway, since you're listening to our show and taking part in lots of awesome stuff that we have at QuestGamingNetwork.com. Uh, such as you know, a our podcasts, uh, b the uh, the QGN shop that's there, and the QGN con tickets, as well as all the different kinds of video games and the forums that we have. 
plus our uh, builds for Elder Scrolls Online. Maybe you're using our Contact Us page as well. Lots of different uh, reasons to go to questgamingnetwork.com. We've got uh, our TeamSpeak information there for you too, plus a, a quick download link. We invite all people who listen to our shows to come and chat with us on TeamSpeak and make some new friends. Um, and I love getting uh, emails from our, our contact page too. Uh, you can email every show here, either the network itself or Elder Scrolls Off the Record, uh, QGDND, Dragon Age OTR. Uh, we've got all that stuff in our contact page. So you're, you're already going to questgamingnetwork.com. If you're shopping on Amazon, click on our affiliates link and you will be doing a no cost to you sponsorship for us, which definitely helps us keep things spinning around over here. Um, now, Mike, our Tamrielic historian, please tell us a little bit about some of our Tamrielic holidays that we've experienced since our last episode. Komu Alziri means simply, we acknowledge in Old Redguard. It has been a tradition in Sentinel for thousands of years. No matter the harvest, the people of Sentinel solemnly thank the gods for their bounty and prayer to be worthy of the graces of the gods. And that was Last Seed, the 11th. Feast of the Tiger, last seed the 14th. And Banthra, rainforest, is like any other holiday in praise of a bountiful harvest. It is not, however, a solemn occasion for introspection and thanksgiving, but a great celebration and festival from village to village. Last seed the 21st, Appreciation Day in Anticlare. It is an ancient holiday of thanksgiving for a bountiful harvest for the people of Anticlare, and is considered a holy and contemplative day devoted to Mara, the goddess protector of Anticlare. So all three of them have something in common. All about harvest and bounty. Not booty, but bounty. <laughs> harvest the booty? Stop, stupid. <laughs> Everyone's going to have to go take another shower. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fun. Um, hey, Otto, put your paws together for this week's Two Moons Horoscope with my friend Jazzledar, who will certainly use his jazz paws to keep you uh, interested in the one. Okay, go ahead, Jazzledar. <laughs> this one has traveled from Mornhold North to Vivek, going from the city of one living god to another. This one had much misunderstanding when he was told of the sad mothers being sold. It was not people, but a set of armor. Now, this one looks for papers that people might have in their pockets. This is more in line with this one's skills. This one did find a stuffed monkey and was going to send it to his friend Ivarwin, so it would be in, in his mailbox. But no, I could not part with it. Now, let us look beyond the monkeys and papers to what the future holds. <laughs> the square of the Bella and Kinnereth brings a sense of independence. You may feel tempted to blame everything on others or try to impose your own ideas. But be careful. Even a swim, slim willow stick will break when bent too far. So, until we meet again, may warm sands be in your future. Hey, Mike. What? I'm a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Where he believes me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monkey. In your mailbox. And I'm in your mailbox. <laughs> God, that's 
creepy as fucking <laughs> No, no, this is creepy. I'm in your mailbox. No! <laughs> <laughs> I got a package for you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Next oh, week on Creepy of Arwen Voices. <laughs> now that's creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, uh, on to our emails, folks. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I guess I'll take this one. This one comes from Brendan. He says, uh, hi to all ESOTR. I was listening to the recent Off the Record show, and I had a revelation. As I listened to recent shows, and any time ESO Legends was mentioned, and Liz and Avarwin started to wax lyrically about Legends, <laughs> my brain used to fog up, and my eyes would glaze over. Uh-huh. This was a health hazard, as I always listen to your quite brilliant podcasts in my car. Now, rewind back five weeks ago at a very minor accident when working in my garden, and I sprained both of my thumbs. It was nothing serious, but my physiotherapist recommended very strongly, I may add, that I give up gaming. Time for a new physiotherapist, I think. Yeah! <laughs> I'm a PS4 player. And the, uh, of, and the hand that was set was ruled out. What does he say here? I'm a PS4 player, and the of the hand set was ruled out? Alright, so his offhand is oh, what he's saying. Oh, the hand set. Yeah. yeah. I'm a PS4 player, and the offhand... Oh, okay. was ruled out. No! I was gutted. No more ESO, Skyrim, or Oblivion for months! I feel this this dude's pain. I was here. I was here back in in December and January. Yeah. I began catching up with my reading list and TV box sets. Then, ESO Legends landed for Android. I needed some form of gaming hit. So, I installed Legends on my 10-inch Sony tablet. At first... I hadn't a clue what was going on as I played through the story mode. I found myself intrigued and really starting to enjoy it, though. I hit level 5 recently and unlocked deck building, arena, etc. Last week, as I listed to the three of you... Last week, as I listened to the three of you talk about the game during the podcast... Now for the revelation. My brain didn't form into mush! I actually (laughs) understood what you were talking about! So thank you, Elder Scrolls Off the Record crew. You saved my brain. <laughs> Best of luck to your move to Twitch. You're doing the right thing for, for, the, for the Quest Gaming Network. In life, it's always a positive life lesson to keep things simple. Can I ask a favor? As I said, I'm a PS4 player. Is there any chance of setting up a PlayStation 4 for QGN Con? I understand if you can't do the logistics, I really look forward to to my week-long holiday in New York in October, and I'm looking forward to meeting you guys. Regards, Brendan. Well, Brendan, uh, glad you're finally enjoying Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, I think a lot of people came to the game after it had been released to Android phones. Um, asking for a, pl- a favor. So so uh, Brendan's coming to QGN Con. Looking forward to meeting you, by the way, Brendan. It's going to be great. Um PS4. Okay, so so um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do anything with PlayStation Four at QGN Con this year. Um, uh, it's our first year, and the first year is going to be 
it's going to be a little dicey. Um, we're we're trying very hard to how should I put it? Um, we're trying very hard to sort of um, maintain the events that we already have and keep them simple right now. Um, we, we once we start getting into things like you know adding consoles to to uh to this uh on top of you know already bringing a, a laptop and 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 having an in-game thing in the guild if we start adding consoles to that this year it's going to it's going to it's going to add extra logistics to something that's already been really tough for us to kind of keep uh pull together and sort of keep it simple so just um, like you said yeah exactly so so we're not this year. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe the year after. I, we're, we'll look into it. Um, we'll, <coughs> I'll know more after this year happens, and we'll sort of see where we stand with this thing. Um, okay, our uh, our second and our final email. Uh, Rob, would you mind? I uh, absolutely. Dear ESOTR, I have reached my one year milestone listening to your podcast. Just thought I would throw that in there. I have two points and a question for you all. Point one is that I find it hard to stick around playing ESO when the content is so little. I feel that the large group of players and myself would prefer a larger expansion of the world with more than one questing area. At least a dungeon for all areas, a main story quest for all new quest regions, and a final raid to where it gives end to the adventure every eight months or earlier. I feel as if they are giving us these little DLC bundles like the Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild are okay, but these dungeon DLCs could be put toward a bigger project. Why not make these new dungeons a part of a large expansion and give us the area to explore and the dungeon? The second point is that I am used to raids that last more than a few days and are much harder to complete than ESO. I don't know if you all agree from your trial experience that these are just 12-man dungeons and not a raid. When I raided in World of Warcraft, they were 25 to 50 people attempting to defeat the hardest content, and I don't believe that ESO has figured out how to do that yet. My question to you all is how do you all feel about the content being created and released? Would you get bored playing bigger expansion for eight months, or will you have more to complete and adventure till the next expansion is released? Sorry for the long and possibly confusing email. Thank you from the warm sense of my heart. Sincerely, Jesse Thaladin the Paladin. What say you, Rob? Okay. Uh, back in the day, I used to raid in WoW with those large uh, 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 20, uh, I think it was 20 and 40 man raids. Yeah. And I, and I got to tell you. Um, after sitting in, uh, oh, what was the name of it? Uh, Black, Black Fathom Deeps? No, not Black Fathom Deeps. Um, it was, uh, where Nefarian's castle is. Uh, crap. I can't remember it, but it was, it was back when they had the tier two gear that dropped in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting in there and that was like a multi-day raid. Um, with a K? Oh, it's, it's like Black Fang Keeper. Uh, you know, I want to say Black Reach, but that's in uh, that's yeah. in Skyrim. But uh, Black Wing Lair, that's what it is. Uh, Black... Black Wing Lair, yeah. Yes, we were right. running that one. Uh, and and I got to tell you, after downing Nefarian, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. 
and uh, a piece of gear dropped. Um, it was not for my paladin, and and uh, my, my guild was like, "Okay, guys, uh, we'll, we'll run this again next week." Like, um, <laughs> you mean we're we're gonna do this again next week? Like, can can we possibly get this down to one night? Like, no, no, like, no, no. It's gonna, it's gonna take at least two. Like, um. Yeah. Okay, well, I've I, I've kind of got a kid that I need to feed, so you guys have fun. <laughs> uh, so I I, I, I I understand where you are coming, Jesse. Um, but I think the, the the thing is is that ESO is more tailored to people that would like to go in and, and complete the content uh, from start to finish in, in one of these larger groups uh, in, in the span of a night. Um, the the vet trials I can tell you do take a long time. Um, even the, uh, the, the, the best of the best can take, uh, a significant portion of time to get from, uh, the start, uh, to the end of a vet dungeon, uh, especially ones like Ma. Uh, it, it, it takes a while. Uh, so you, you're certainly getting their, their time's worth and, and with ESO being a lot more active combat based rather than. Push this button, then use this button, then use this button, then use this button. Um, it, 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 it's a little bit more spastic, uh, a little bit more out of control. So uh, I, I'm not sure if, if that is what Zoss is trying to go for with this. Uh, I, I do agree that uh, I, I certainly would have liked to have seen uh, the regions of Falkreath open up as a questable area. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed when I found out that it was not going to be that. Uh, so I agree with you there. Uh, you know, Zoss is trying to put out this uh, th this content as fast as they can. Uh, they, they have an ops tempo, uh, excuse me, ops tempo that they are trying to keep up. And uh, I, I think with um, with the schedule that that they would like to do, they can't put out large content like Orsinium um, anymore. I'll say this as you know, somebody who organizes our trials. Yep. Getting 12 people together once a week. We've been doing this now for over a year. We have approximately 40 people on our roster that say that they want to come on a regular basis. But getting 12 people sometime, even though it's the same time, same day of the week, every week, sometimes it's really hard to get 12. Um, so, you know, imagine, you know, now doubling that to 24. You know, we can barely get, you know, 12 plus a couple alts just in case there was a problem. To go to 24, it'd be impossible. And we have a fairly large guild. Now, some of the raiding guilds out there, you know, obviously they mandate that people attend and stuff. But, you know, do they all have fun? Do they stick around and hang out together? I don't know. And the other thing is, is I've been saying this for a while now, Zoss needs to increase the guild slots that you can have just so that if they did make more content that you needed to be in other, like, raiding guilds that you can put in without dumping your other guilds. Yeah, Even if it's, you know, purchase a content. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Liz. No, there are some guilds that if you leave them, because remember when we had like five guilds just for ESOTR because of the, you know, that I had to leave Grievance and they have a policy where it's like you have to make sure that you can get back in at all. And that really does suck because now I'm like, well, I kind of want to, I miss those people. And yeah, having to get yeah. back in there sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So the way ESO is developed and designed, it's really 12-man, I think, is going to be the largest we're ever going to see. Hmm. Uh, when you look at the content of, like, Hellra, Hellra versus AA, 
more people run AA because you don't have to split the groups up. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, one of the things I talked with Rich about was, you know, is there the thought of potentially having simultaneous, you know, trials going on where, you know, our trial group does part A of a dungeon and another trial group does part B of a dungeon and another group does part C of a dungeon and then unlocks part D for all three groups. But you only need your 12 men to actually go in. Um, so it would allow you to, you know, group up, you know, virtually with other raid groups to finish content. And uh, that would be the only way something like that would actually work, where it's a large-scale raid type of thing, where you have to coordinate with another team. Well, also, it doesn't. It, we can't have the same numbers as, as WoW. Yeah. There, yeah, I mean, so it's just, yeah. yeah. And even WoW doesn't have those same numbers as to when, you know, right. they had those yeah. numbers. Well, I think just the bottom line is is that when when you take World of Warcraft and uh, compare it to ESO, like we're, we're not just talking apples and oranges here. The the two games are very, very, very different. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and I think just the systems that exist for for World of Warcraft uh, for them to be able to do that uh, that's not the direction that that Zoss was going for for. Uh, for ESO, and they play so different from each other yeah. that a you know a, a, a you know a forty man group would just be it, it would be overkill and just complete chaos. And uh, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that would nearly be as fun. Uh, yeah, I that's just PvP, really. Yeah, that's just well, yeah. that's, that's ultimately why why World of Warcraft walked away from forty man raids as well. It was just it was. Yeah. It was uh, a lot. It was really a lot. I'll I'll say this: um, <clears throat> when um, when it comes to the idea of larger expansions, um, I had hoped for something like that with Marwind. Um, I have. There's a lot of great things about about Marwind, and there's a lot of missed opportunities as well. And it, it has not escaped my attention that, that I did say last episode that we were going to have a discussion about, <laughs> about the good points and bad points of Marwind. Um, I still have that. And I wanted to have that discussion today, but I, I don't think, I didn't think that we would, since um, I haven't finished the, um, uh, the 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 Marwin storyline, and I wasn't sure uh, who was going to be able to to make it today, and if they had finished it as well, um, I wasn't sure where we stood with that information, and I didn't want to have a discussion on that without having all of the proper information already, and do a disservice to our listeners as a result. So we still have that discussion ready. Um, I want to get, I want to be more familiar with, with what I'm talking about first, but that being said, there's still, there's still things that, that I, I, I think were missed opportunities with Marwin and, um, some of the things, uh, that Thaladin here is sort of, is sort of asking about with, um, a large scale expansion with dungeons, etc., etc. um, this is something that I think was a missed opportunity when it came to the landmass of Vardenfell. It was much smaller than, than I think a lot of us were expecting. Um, 
reasonably so. I'm sure some of us were expecting something ridiculous, but reasonably so. I think it was even still smaller than what we were expecting. And and even with it being small, I don't think it was jam packed with tons of content. I think it had a I think it had a, a a main quest that was had my interest for a little while anyway. Um, a few a few delves sprinkled, and and it came with a trial. Where were the other dungeons? You know, um, well, there were two public dungeons. Um, okay, but but yes, but when you're when you're see to me. I was expecting that and more as well. You're expecting two four-man dungeons, at least. That, you know, would have one. They'd have a normal and a vet version, right? At least. And and was the reason it why for I was the money that you're you're thinking is that what what you're no. getting this? Because I'm like, if they put all this together, you know how expensive that would be. Yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting more because they marketed it as a new chapter. And they made a big deal about it. They got a new class. They called it a new chapter. And to me, this is no, not much bigger than a normal DLC. Um, this, to me, is not much bigger than, than Orsinium, other than the fact that there's a new class involved. And because the course, large Red Mountain was pretty much off limits. Right. And, and then, of course, you've got Battlegrounds, too. Um, so, so... Like I said, there's a lot here to have this discussion with, but but um, I do think that there is there is room in this game for large scale expansions that that would be the Marwind size with a little extra, okay, um, and that would be good. Something... There were a lot of locked doors in towns. There were a lot of partially sealed caverns. That you know in later time when you play Elder Scrolls Three that you, you can go into. Yeah. So you know, you had two very expensive houses and one very cheap house. Right. Um, but the how the you like how many times do you go to Belmore in Elder Scrolls Three to talk to the one guy and you pretty much live out of his apartment. Yeah. You'd figure there would be a, a house that you could buy there for for modest pricing. Uh, but no, you got these two manors, one way up north where you never really go anymore, and one smack dab in the middle that there's not a lot of questing going on around it. Yeah, and, and these are you know the um, these are these are un uh, these are unformed thoughts on on the matter that that I'm sort of I'm sort of so uh, I'm sort of throwing out there. So um, if it, if it, if this sounds uh, non-cohesive. Uh, there, there's a reason for that. It's because I haven't fully thought about um, and, and fully experienced everything yet. So, what I am trying to say, my ultimate, ex my, my ultimate thing that I am trying to say here is, is that I do think there is room for a large expansion um, in this game, in in something similar that you would see in, you know, World of Warcraft or, or Rift or, or Star Wars: The Old Republic. Um, I, I think there's room for that, and I think they try to achieve that with with Morrowind. Um, but I think it woefully fell short in some ways and, and met those expectations in, in other ways as well. Um, that being said, I still think there's room for improvement here. And um, I, I hope their next chapter sort of sort of makes good on, on some of those, those um, areas of improvements, which I'm very happy to have that discussion with uh, you guys very, very soon, hopefully in the next episode or the episode after that of Elder Scrolls off the record. Um, once, once I sort of dive a little bit deeper, I want to know who's exactly going to be on that episode. This way we can, we can plan for it 
and have an intelligent discussion that's fair on the actual chapter of of Marwin because that's the big thing I want to do right now is I want when we have this discussion I want to know who my who who my roundtable is going to be I want to know that they've gotten into a lot of the stuff with Marwin and I want to have a fair discussion on it and and not just have like a freaking hate cast um on on Mar not that I think that we would ever have that right now because I think most of us are generally happy with Marwin anyway yeah but um, I just I just I mean, you see how I'm talking about it right now. Like it's it sounds like it's devolving into a hate cast when when it, it, it these are just unformed thoughts. So um, I, I haven't had uh, time to to think uh, intelligently about about these things. I'd like to have that time. So, um, but yeah, I do I do think there's room for a large expansion like that. And uh, forty man raids and in, in in ESO is just that would never be. It wouldn't be fun. It's just not. It's a totally different game. But anyway, um, great show, guys. Great show. And uh, I want to thank everyone in our Twitch chat for coming out and hanging out with us while we, uh, while we recorded tonight. So thank you, guys. Uh, also, I want to thank my awesome hosts. I want to thank Liz, Rob, and Mike for uh, hanging out with me tonight and, and uh, once again uh, lending your amazing thoughts and, and ideas for for our show today um final thoughts starting with liz i, I i'm ready for your more of a discussion i finished everything shoot yeah i, I want to we're gonna we're gonna get on the same page <laughs> with this real soon guys real soon because i'm ready to have this discussion oh that was i was just yeah. sounding off getting ready for the next episode yes yes <laughs> i like hearing that I, uh, i'm tired I, I can't think right now <laughs> <laughs> um mike uh, it was a good discussion. Um, yeah, if you haven't played Horns of the Reach, you know, go out there and play it. It's really good. And Rob? I would just like to say I do like pandas. We, we like pandas. Who, who, who doesn't <laughs> like... Rob, who does not like pandas? Poachers. And they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for listening to our show today. Uh, you can if you like this show, you can catch other shows from the Quest Gaming Network, such as Classic Elder Scrolls, as well as QG D and D, our Quest Gaming Dungeons and Dragons show, as well as KD Radio, hosted by Shaleen and Vendatron. It's our uh, general gaming podcast. And we've got some pretty sharp streams that I think you'd like to uh, you'd like to check out as well, such as Dancing with Daggers every Friday around ten thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Late late night Elder Scrolls with myself and Zephan, starting at two thirty in the morning Eastern Time. ESOTR trials Sunday nights nine p.m. Eastern. We've also got QGMTG, our Quest Gaming Magic the Gathering show with myself and Mithril every Saturday. 2.30 a.m. Eastern. And Setsua streaming Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern right here. He's running a poll right now uh, on Twitter trying to find out what uh, what would you like for him to stream next. Luckily, it's going to be Star Wars The Old Republic. He's a great streamer. We have a lot of fun with him being on, on QGN. And um, there we are. That is, uh, that's it. So, so um check that out you can catch all of that on questgamingnetwork.com and our streams at twitch twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork 
great show, everyone. Uh, like I would say, uh, Horns of the Reach, like um, like Mike said, Horns of the Reach is a uh, it's a great expansion if you have the ability. Uh, try and uh, try and get it right now. It's it's never been cheaper at fifteen hundred crowns, uh, which is now those that crown pack is on sale. It's eleven dollars and twenty four cents. Uh, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. Those two dungeons, I highly recommend it. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always, may the foos be with you. Who's all there?